bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Getting ready for the Big Vegas convention? Visit geeknationtours.com to beam into Vegas Trek style. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. Welcome to episode 86 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, June 21st, 2012, and hosted on our brand spankin' new PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elliot. I'm Adrian. And I'm James. And I'm very, very glad to say that the USS Priority is en route to pick me up. And they're sending a shuttle to, uh, over on Saturday to pick me up. I'm very excited. I'll be heading back to the ship. And uh, unfortunately, we won't have Elijah with us today. He had a friend who went on uh, an away mission that ended in uh, tragic results. So he is comforting his friend right now, and we wish them the best. Yeah. So, uh, but tonight we we have the three of us, and uh, we're gonna have some good times. So, what what do we got? What do we got ahead of us here? Uh, we are trying this week's episode on Teamspeak instead of Skype. So we'll That's see how right. this goes. Yeah. In this episode's Blink of the Week, we jump into some very cool articles with new gear and upcoming productions on StarTrek.com. We'll find out what happened this week in Trek. And in Stow News, we cover Season 6, DevBlog 6 and 7, the latest Foundry Challenge number 3, and the latest Joint Account and Forum Change News. And we have the honor of Stowe lead designer Al Rivera joining us for a two-parter. This episode, we get a great interview with him, and then following in the week, we release a brilliant ship focused one-on-one between Al and James, our two ship guys. And before wrapping up, we'll review incoming transmissions from you, our listeners. Before we get on with the show, though, let's get through some housekeeping. What else do we have, Elliot? Uh, well, iTunes listeners, iTunes listeners. Uh, I noticed a couple posts on Facebook uh, wondering where the iTunes feed went. It is dead and buried. Um, there is a new one, though, so make sure you update your RSS feed. Now that we've moved to our own site, you won't be getting the latest episodes unless you do. So uh, point your your aggregator, your iTunes, your browsers, everything you need to, to feeds.feedburner.com forward slash Trek it out, forward slash priority one, and uh, that should take care of it. The other, uh, the other thing is that you might have noticed, uh, regular listeners, that last week for episode eighty-five, um, we started on a brand new website, www.priorityonepodcast.com. Um, it was up, it was down, it was up, and then it was down, and then it was up, but now it's up. I swear to you, it's up. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. It's what happens old... when we let Troy drive the website. Okay, <laughs> exactly. she crashes it. But, but Elijah fixed it. He 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 got after it and spent all night making it work, and now it works. We're going to be adding features more and more as we go along. We still have an association with the Quantum Cafe, so you can still communicate via the forums over there for now. But if you want to 
get a hold of us directly, then uh, rather than post over there, head on over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and uh, look for a uh, submit button up in the right-hand corner, or that'll give you the uh, a nice uh, form web form that you can fill out to submit email, uh, messages, requests, things like that, or you can just leave a comment on the episode itself. Well, also, don't forget your tickets for the upcoming Star Trek convention in Vegas. Priority One Podcast will be there representing, and it'll be a blast. Woo! Party! (laughs) And before we move on, we would like to say a sincere thank you to Stowdev Heretic, who has chosen to move on from Cryptic to pursue another opportunity. We wish him all the best. So thank you, Heretic. And uh, we're sad to see you go, but you've done amazing things. And uh, and we do. We wish you all the best with your, uh, your new job. Live long and prosper. As some of you might have noticed, uh, last week we aired our new intro song. Uh, We've been advertising for some weeks, going on months, uh, looking for composers to submit music and to uh, 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 that we can use as an intro, maybe as sweepers, that sort of thing. And we got a ton of great stuff. We really did. But um, uh, this one just completely blew us away. Elijah contacted the guy and kind of put it together. And his name is Chris Watts. Uh, he is working on all kinds of crazy projects and we are going to have a link permanently in our show notes so that if you want to go see what he's all about, you can do that. Chris Watts, thank you. Live long and prosper. He did a fantastic job. And special announcement coming this Wednesday, our first supplementary for our new show, Check It Out, goes out to you. This special has a wonderful interview with cast and crew of the upcoming sci-fi production Space Command. So keep your eyes on our Twitter for more information on that. Well, let's set a course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. Do you places? I don't know. It's the Blank of the Week. And for this episode's Blank of the Week, we have a couple of things uh, that we found over on StarTrek.com. Some very cool stuff under their news articles. So get over and check out these uh, links to see the full article. The first thing we found was a first look at the new Star Trek Communicator app. Um, this is actually an old app that they are basically uh, upgrading, um, but it's very, very cool. It's a TOS-themed Star Trek Communicator iPhone and iPad Touch app, and it's getting an update, as I said. Um, it has a, a few changes and new features. It will include simplified user interface, an all-new look and style meant to feel as if you just dropped onto the bridge of the Enterprise, and authentic light effects. Further, the app will have five brand-new themed sound packs. These sound packs, uh, this, this app can be purchased for 99 cents, and these uh, sound apps include uh, Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, Iconic Phasers, and Special Effects Noises. Um, fans will also be able to take advantage of a drag-and-drop design to easily assign sounds to buttons on the face of the communicator. And finally, the TOS-themed dialer screen will enable fans to use numbers or dial numbers uh, from their contacts on their iPhone in an entertaining way through the uh, communicator. So uh, definitely get over and uh, check that out. It's 99 cents, you know, and it looks really good. The, the screenshots are uh, pretty cool. So the next piece that we found that was pretty cool was a first look on um, – uh, we, we introduced um, the uh, Federation, the first 150 years book that's coming out soon. We talked about that on a previous show, um, and they did an update on that. There's been so much um, – news and, and so much uh, fan talk about it that uh, they've, they've done another kind of uh, 
a teaser, if you will, of some of the pages and stuff inside. And mm -hmm. over there, they on the site, they have a trill symbiote in a host body. And what it is is it shows the uh, medical scans and breakdowns of how the trill symbiote uh, sits inside of the body and how it connects to the nervous system and everything. And it's really, really amazing. The graphics look really good. Um, so get on over there and, and check it out. Uh, see the pictures. Uh, I'm sure these are all uh, in the book when you get it and, and so on and so forth. But uh, it's it's pretty darn slick. But the medical graphics shots are just, just incredible. They, they look really good. Um, anyway, moving on. Our last piece from there, um, and this will go out for all you Brent Spiner fans. This is uh, good news. Also, you uh, Warehouse 13 fans who watch the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, somewhere over at Warehouse 13 is a major, major Star Trek fan. Not only is the series uh, series regular Saul Rubric uh, a one-time guest star on TNG, but Star Trek regulars have frequented the show, and they give a list of them to include uh, Kate Mulgrew, Jerry Ryan, and a couple other names um, out there, Mark Shepard, and, and now they're adding to that list uh, Brent Spiner. So... Uh, look forward to that on uh, Warehouse 13. You'll see uh, Brent Spiner show up. I know I was really excited. I watched a show on Sci-Fi called Alphas, and he showed up on there too and uh, and did a great job. Unfortunately, they, they didn't keep him on long. He got killed by the end of the episode, but he was he was great to see uh, Brent Spiner back on TV. That concludes uh, the Blank of the Week. Why don't we head over and see what we got this week in Trek history? This week in Trek on June 18, 1987 marked the 14th day of filming the pilot for The Next Generation Encounter at Farpoint. 1990, The Next Generation episode Best of Both Worlds airs, which we can all agree was awesome. June 20th, 1967, first day of filming the original series episode The Doomsday Machine begins. Bridge scenes are filmed today, and if you haven't already played the remastered Stowe episode of the same variety, you will not be disappointed. June 22nd, 1956, Tim Rust, best known for um, Tuvok and various appearances in The Next Generation, DS9, and the movie Spaceballs, was born today and celebrates his 56th birthday this week. Spaceballs, you ask? Yep, you can spot Tim Rust in the scene where the soldiers are literally combing the desert. That wraps up this week in Trek. Let's move to Stoners. Computer, status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. So this week in Stone News, we start off with Season 6, Dev Blog Number 6, Starbase Alerts. Uh, I'll read a little bit off of the top here. This is posted by Scott Goatshark Shikoff. I hope that's it. Lead content designer for Star Trek Online. Uh, Goatshark goes on to write, You didn't... You didn't really think you could build a starbase, and hostile forces would simply ignore it, did you? Occasionally, during the course of normal gameplay, players in a fleet will receive notification that their starbase is under attack. When this special kind of alert shows up, players have the option to queue up via the alert itself and defend their starbase. So he's probably talking about like, like kind of like the red alert system. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see, he goes on to say, When the queue launches, players will be moved to their starbase, along with other queued members of their fleet. You and your fleetmates will need to work together if you want to drive back the attacking forces. So, again, just like being in the STF queue or, or uh, uh, PvP queue or something like that. So it looks like, uh, okay, so he says starbase alerts are similar to red alerts. 
um, so they have certain victory conditions, but it also looks like there's a bonus reward for defeating the captain of the invading force. So just like in an STF where you have the optionals, your starbase alert is also going to have an optional where if you take out the command ship or the Klingon general or the carrier or whatever, whatever they designate it as, that's, that's pretty cool. Sweet, I'm all over it. Uh, he finishes up by saying, low-level players can participate in these alerts as they will temporarily have their level raised to 50 during the course of the event. Also, it's important to note that participation in these alerts is completely optional, and there is no penalty for declining them or failing them. The only thing lost will be the opportunity to earn rewards. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic, because that's really the way to go. You don't want to penalize people like, you know, they, they're offline for three days because they're out of town, they come back, and the starbase they've been working on for six months is shredded. Right, yeah. No, I, I think that's kind of a necessity. Because there certainly are some games that that did that, where you know you, you they're just just really vicious that way. So I'm I'm glad they mm-hmm. they didn't go that route. Yeah. Boundary challenge number three has a winner. Winners actually, we'd like to give a huge congratulation to the winning foundry mission. This is called One Too Many by at XR-377. The faction is Federation. Level requirement is 41 and up. And mission summary is the daughter of Reg Barclay is working on Earth space dock, tracking down a systems bug in the station's network. But as can be expected, she has a problem, one too many. So this sounds cool. Check it out. Um, congratulations again. Um, they won a prize. I'm not sure what it is, but they get to be featured in the spotlight on the Foundry in the near future. Uh, the runner-up, second place, also very cool, is Three Degrees of Separation by at WOGHD. Exclamation point. And tied for third place was Going Viral by at Pi-3 Orionis, a hollow piece by at Jingle, and The Legacy of Men by at Ricky Smith 1. So congratulations to everyone. You all did amazing work with this challenge, and we can't wait to see what you come up with for a Foundry Challenge number four. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Check these out. Absolutely. Congratulations to all. That's a really, really cool series they got going on. All right, next is Season 6, Dev Blog number 7, Reinforcements Duty Officer Pack. So this is posted up by Heretic, who we talked about earlier. Um, he is the uh, the father of the duty officer system. Um, and, uh, well, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll quote from his article here. Since the duty officer system was unveiled, we have experimented with a couple of different ways of expanding the system. Some of these ideas included new species, new active roster abilities, ultra-rare duty officers, new traits, mixtures of random and set duty officers, and duty officers bundled with bonus items. From that time, we have learned a lot, both about what works and what does not. The Reinforcements Duty Officer Pack is an effort to bring together some of these lessons and evolve them even further. Um, so it's a fairly long post. He kind of he he really breaks it down very well here. So if you have questions about mechanics or exactly what is is involved in this pack, it's all there and it's laid out well. Um, the reinforcements pack includes the same breakdown as previous packs: one blue quality or better, two green quality or better, and four white quality or better. These new duty officers come from existing species. For Federation players, this means human, Andorian, Vulcan, Tellurite, Cation, Betazoid. 
Uh, the last was in order to put more telepathic duty officers into the hands of Fed players to balance out the KDF Ferocin advantage. For Klingon players, this means Klingon, Orion, Gorn, Noskin, Lethian, and Ferocin. All of these duty officers are of existing specializations, but they all have alternate active roster abilities. In all, 13 new active roster powers for 11 specializations have been created. In particular, we expect the new energy weapons officer and new flight deck officer active roster abilities to draw a lot of attention, as well as non-career specific security officer variant active roster power and the return of the now defunct EMH power, this time on nurses and medics. So... Uh, the flight deck officer active roster ability sounds pretty cool. What with the new Fed carrier, I can imagine that's going to be pretty popular. I wonder what it means by the expect the new energy weapons officer um, is going to draw a lot of attention. I don't know. That could be a lot of things. With the advent of the new T5 Akira, you know, having the basically carrier functions, that could mean something. As far as energy weapons, you would think it'd be pretty standard, but, um, I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to find out more about that. Well, uh, Adrian, did you, do you remember when he's leaving? Pretty soon. Okay. So, yeah, like yeah. really, really soon. Now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, again, there's too much, uh, to go, to go through here. Um, uh, although I do want to, <laughs> I do want to touch on this. Uh, so, did you guys read about this freighter? This is the first I've I've seen about it. The Tuffley f- f- class freighter. What? No. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the article. Um, here, I'll read it. This may or may not make it in the show, folks. But for those of you who haven't read it, um, uh, I'll read it. In addition to any duty officers you receive, you will also get one of the following special bonus prizes. A stack of Gamma Quadrant commodities, which will be in high demand with the new fleet advancement in the Starbase system. A stack of Gamma Quadrant consumable devices, new devices based on the Gamma Quadrant commodities. An alien artifact, available in both powered and unpowered versions. A random Mark 12 very rare console. Or the jackpot prize, a Tuffley class freighter ship pack. So, t- Tuffley is Heretic's uh, real-life last name. Jeff Tuffley, right? Yeah, so uh, they named the freighter after him, and it uh, it's described, uh, the new freighter isn't intended for combat, though it actually is functional at that for the earliest part of your captain's career. It can be switched to from your regular ship like a shuttle, and is crammed with every duty officer system special we could think of. You can buy commodities at merchant ship rates from the interior. It has a bank access to the exchange, a mail console, crafting, a trader with additional trade duty officer assignments, and can even periodically call a security ship for contraband, triple bounty, and prisoner exchange turn-ins. Here is some more detailed information about the freighter. So again, I won't go on. There's a whole other half a page about the freighter. Uh, Just some basics. Hull strength, 17,500. Two four weapons, one aft, five device slots. Um, BOF stations, one Ensign Universal, one Lieutenant Universal, and, uh, and, and it kind of goes on. So, um, but definitely check out the, the link for this, cause this article is just packed. It sounds to me like it's, you know, I don't want to use the L word here, but it, it sort of sounds like they're, this might be, cause, okay, so remember how Dan talked about how lockboxes were going to be changing? 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is kind of what they're thinking. Maybe this is a peek into the mm-hmm. future of lock boxes. So rather than just a straight chance box with a couple of lobby crystals, some consumables, and the chance to win a grand prize, you spend a little bit more than you would on a key. Because I'm sure this is this is probably what a five dollar box or so, or a five dollar pack. But so, see, this is way more worth it in my opinion. Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. I'll buy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're getting duty officers and all kinds of stuff, sure. and a chance and a chance to win that stuff. So I think that's because no matter what, you're getting the duty officer pack out of it. So you're getting your money's mm-hmm. worth right up front. Absolutely, yeah. and that's and that's. I think I said that last time we talked at at length about duty officers is that you know I I just I'm not a gambler. I don't find any excitement or enjoyment, and I don't want to spend my money unless I know I'm going to walk away with something. You know, yeah. something that I want and can use. And like you said, James, this is this is perfect because you've got all these, you know, the the duty officers, which which you'd probably buy anyway at at one point or another. Right. Absolutely. And then you have the chance to win a phenomenal freighter. How about that thing? That is pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty stoked on that whole setup. I hope that whole that's... thing is great for role players too. So you can just fly around and be totally well, in that. And you know what? <laughs> that that actually can work out very well because. If you are a role player and you're you're aiming to get your hands on a Decora or a Romulan bird mm-hmm. or whatever that they're going to offer in these these special ships later, you can sell duty packs to match it. So so say you're you're going after a Romulan ship or something that they they put up in in one of these packs. It could be a Romulan duty officer pack where you know even if you're with yeah. the Federation or whatever, it's a special pack to get Romulan duty officers with special traits. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And 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 many other ones, you know, you could reintroduce and do Ferengi ones and Dominion ones for all these other ships that they've dropped, uh, Cardassian ones, you know, so that then even if people wanted, they could even staff their duty officers to match the ship, which is really cool. That actually goes very well hand in hand. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And and if if while you're buying these these duty officers, you happen to get, you know, say it's a a, a Romulan uh, ship, you know. I mean, that's one way to sort of sideways inject Romulans into the game, you know, uh, preceding a full-on faction. If, exactly. You know, if, like you're talking about, you made a Romulan pack of of Romulan duty officers, and then you have the possibility of winning a uh, Decora Cruiser or something, you know? Right, uh, and you don't feel... And see, and here's the other beauty of this. You don't feel bad if you don't win, because here's the thing. So you're you're getting the duty officers no matter what, and and so right. let's say let's say you don't even really need the duty officers, right? But right. you might want to take the chance that you get a rare or a very rare or something, but you don't really need them. So so you spend your money, you get this pack, you have these duty officers a right up front for your money, even if you don't win a ship or something special. Then B on the flip side, if you don't need or want all these officers that you've bought because you were really just trying to win a ship, those officers can be decommissioned for dilithium. Right. So now you've just paid money for dilithium, which is great because then you can take dilithium, refine it over time, and then turn around and trade it at the exchange for C points if you want, and literally get your money back to spend on something else. Absolutely, at least not get out of pocket on the on the change, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's ah, man. That's really good. It's really smart. That, hmm. That's really that's okay. I'm liking this. <laughs> I'm liking this. Well, well, I gotta, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, if this is the direction they're going, hats off. If this isn't the direction they're going, then we will have. Then, then maybe later. you should listen. Yeah, as you say, then maybe you should listen and and make it the way you're going. <laughs> the only thing I know is they're trying to find the right balance, and they're bringing in more um, rewards and more options and things like that. So you know what works or what ends up being the final plan, I have no idea. 
Well, but, he does. Uh, yeah. He does wind up at the end here saying that. Uh, <laughs> he says uh, at the end of his uh, his lengthy and informative article here, he says uh, the reinforcements pack represents a new level of investment from the Star Trek Online team to the duty officer system, and we sincerely hope you enjoy this pack as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. It will be available in the C store starting on Friday. We'll see you in game, Heretic. So. He's not saying this is, you know, he's not saying uh, this represents a new level of investment in lockboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying that it's it's a new level in duty officer. So, you know, we might be a little premature in saying that 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 you know uh, that this could be an evolution for lockboxes. But I gotta say, you know, cryptic, if you're listening, and I know at least the janitor does. Um, well, you, this this probably the person who doesn't listen. I gotta be honest yeah, with you. The one guy who doesn't care. No, and he's probably grateful that he doesn't have to be involved in any of this. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> some 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 version of this uh, would, in my eyes, be a brilliant solution to lockboxes. Oh, just, definitely. Yeah, I I really hope that they they borrow some of that um, and and spread that magic around because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, people are still gonna hate on them just by virtue of their existence, but at least this is this would be this would be adding some real real value. Being stuck with the current lockbox formula would kind of stink if Perfect yeah. World was enforcing that. So it's nice to know that there's growth potential and some. Uh, some good ideas coming in, so I'm I'm hopeful. I'm Absolutely. Hopeful. Well, this is one of them. Yeah. So regardless of whether it's a DOF pack or the future of another thing, this is awesome. Head on over to the Stow website and check it out. Link is in the show notes. All right. So lastly, Stow news. It's a big one. We've got the linking of accounts happening. So cryptic and perfect world accounts are merging, and there's there's a lot of stuff happening here. Um, first off, uh, we've got Oh, let's see here. Let me let me let me pull out the uh, the whip. Crack, crack. All right. There are some things that should have been taken care of prior to the website going down, coming back up, um, prior to the forum being swapped over, and a lot of heads up and preparation in general for the um, merging of accounts, as well as instruction. Very clear and kind constru- instruction would have been great for the community because this is what happened. Um, so C-Point C purchases, uh, be, it became broken for a while, uh, right from the start. That's very bad. That's a lot of loss of money for Cryptic. Now, I'm sure they're scrambling to try to make that up. So we might see more items and things coming in. Um, that's, of course, is going to cause more panic. And then there's some people in the community that are going to be like, oh, great, now more things for us to buy, and we don't even like what we already have. And I totally understand that, especially because... Like, it's really easy to be grumpy when you've had all these things thrown on you at once. Um, The Perfect World Cryptic account merging has been ridiculously confusing. It's been frustrating for people. It In the end, it's a great idea. This is what we wanted was just, like, one account to log into and be done with. But it's not quite happened yet. It still feels like we're broken into three parts. So aside from the C-Point thing, which recently got fixed... um, that here's the other thing there's conversion from zen to c points it's workable but the conversion is not comforting it scares away some purchasers uh the new conversion doesn't seem to be clear enough so um like how many c points you're getting which is 80 for every 100 zen that's clear that's clear so but when you're buying more than just 80 cryptic points now you've got to think how many 100 zen do i need what's 80 and it's it's not that it's hard math it's just that this is another step 
mentally someone's got to go through to purchase something, you don't want those steps. You want it really clear because if you're going to bring in money, you don't want, no, none of this because you're going to drive people away. Um, I'm sure this is already really clear to Cryptic. Um, but again, this community didn't have time to prepare for this. So it's just extra frustrating. Um, and generally what people do is buy more than 80 C points at a time. So you got to figure out how many Zen do I need? There isn't a clear enough conversion table that's visible for the purchaser, so they that the, it, which would help them feel confident if they're going to be buying enough Zen to be converted to C points. Um, so just the conversion and the layout of this part of the site is very annoying to some. Um, you know, you do get some free Zen uh, if you click on some of the ad banners that you see on the Stow site. That's cool. It's not enough to make up for this whole annoying shift that's happening, and you do get a reward for merging your accounts um, and and that's really it's a cool reward but again here's here's some more detail into this um, the required joint account deal is very messy despite the cool promo rewards that they're offering and having what feels like two to three identities now your forum name your account name your at handle uh, it's ridiculously difficult to mentally sort through it's a bit tedious some right. don't want to be known by their account or their at handle you know um, I honestly just gave up. I like tried it the other day, yeah, and, 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 and I just quit after like five minutes. Yeah, and, and and people don't want to create a new forum account to deal with that, or they'd lose their lifetime subscriber deals that are hooked up to that if they did that. They'd have to then get another subscriber thing attached to that, uh, the new count. So, you know, and it's, it's just, it, it was necessary to do the joint account thing, but this isn't going like it should. Um, lastly, the previous forum mail contacts and thread subscriptions that you all had are gone. And this is very frustrating beyond anything for a lot of people. Um, we, cause here's what it comes down to. We didn't receive notice this was coming. We all just thought, Oh, it's maintenance on the forum. We didn't know. Um, we had no time to prepare, save our information like mail posters and users. We wanted to note per discussion. So, you know, cause everything now just says archived user. Um, we couldn't even save our own avatar. So some, and some find it difficult to remember what file or URL they were using for their image, even though we can't use them now, but just to have saved that for possibly the future or for some other use, you couldn't do that. And then you know how you take some time to upgrade your profile sometimes on your, your forum account, you know, like your bio info, like what movie you like, what TV show you like, you know, here's this and that way to contact me. Well, all that's gone. It's just, you know, you, you know what? That was you know a lot of stuff you wanted to yeah, save. <laughs> not to mention the little amenity things. I mean, like uh, for instance, Grand Nagus is now the Grand Nagus One. Sure, right, um, exactly. So people and, don't want that. They want to have an alt. Right, and join dates. I mean, this is this is. I mean, it kind of broke my heart to see this because my join date goes back to the. F I think the first day the forum was active. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been. You know, I was following the, the game way back. Uh, in the perpetual days and and when it went over to cryptic as soon as they went live with the forum i got on and started getting set up you know yeah. and and now my join date is is you know four years later <laughs> yeah so, than it was so when people lost their, their their date they were joined now these to some extent it's kind of aesthetic and it's not necessarily getting in the way of the little right. function of the, of the forum however right. um since the forum has such a, a community identity to it on a whole as well as individually that stuff can be really important in fact it can actually rev you up to want to post because mm -hmm. you know you stand out you're not just borg and you know, you have the choice of choosing from a pre-made avatar or you can make your own and, and it's funner to make your own. And and people spend a lot of time 
making their online identity with a forum. Here, here, and it's here's what I don't understand, why it's so difficult. Why isn't it something more like when you open a Tribble account where you just copy your thing across? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it that, that Perfect World can't just yeah. open a server that that mirrors that's identical because to the one that it's Crypto's? all about the coding behind the scenes. Because you won't, you can't always connect one thing to another. Like, you know, an Excel file, you can you can create an email uh, address book in an Excel file, and you can transport it into various mail programs. But other files you can't do that with because it doesn't know what is what. It doesn't know what data to pull and what to put in what field. So I'm guessing that's what's going on in the background, why they couldn't move everything over all at once. I'm hoping they can eventually, but I don't know. It, it, here's the thing, and I'll get into this whole fresh start thing because there's other sides to it. Um, the account and profile editing is scattered like shrapnel all over the site. So, oh you know, my God. oh my gosh. You have going to the user CP, the controller panel. It's a tiny little blue link, a tiny little blue link up to the top left for some things like your signature and other things. Right now, people are using signature area to put up what would have been like their avatar or their preferred name. Um, and, and that's cool. That really helps because instantly I look at that and I go, oh, I know that person. Okay. It makes it easier since we all kind of look the same right now otherwise. But okay. <laughs> That's even difficult as it is. Um, a lot of people couldn't even figure out, how do I even change my signature? There's a million steps involved in that, or it feels like that. Um, if you click on user CP, then you've got to click on change your signature. Then you've got to upload or put input in a URL. Make sure that it fits the new specifications. There are new specifications. It's 500 by 100 pixels. That's different than it was before. You know, it just means you have to do another Photoshopping thing on whatever you had. Um, and then you've got to click the little blue link next to it to say, I'm going to add it in. And then you click save. So to remember all those steps, it's just, you know, it's another five steps now you've yep. added to when you just wanted to click send on a post well, and be done with let, it. Let me let me tell my little tale of woe here uh, quickly. We were, <laughs> we were on uh, Skype last night having our meeting, uh, getting ready for this show, and I was distracted. You know, you know, like anybody does during a meeting, you've got six pieces of paper in front of you, three different windows on your computer and, and everything else. And, and I finally broke down and said, okay, I got to do this. They're making me do this. I have to do the Zen account yeah. merge thing. So I go on, on the Stow website to do it. I follow all the prompts. I was actually fairly impressed with how well they were laid out. I really didn't have trouble up until I committed an egregious user error. Uh, when it asked for my birth date, I, I was again. I was distracted. We were talking. I was trying to pay attention to Elijah and Adrian, and and I accidentally put in my birth date with the year 2012. Oh, I know. As oh, opposed, no. wait, it gets better. Yeah. As opposed to 1975. Right. <laughs> so, right. All right. So I register, and then I I hit submit, not thinking what's going on. Um, I, I hit submit. It says we can't register an account to a 13 year old go home kid. Uh, or to somebody less than 13 years old, go, you know, forget it. And so I realize my mistake, obviously, and I, and I refresh and I go back and I clear out all the information. I, I try to redo it again, and it gives me the same error message. And so I, I go back and I, and I, you know, I dump the browser, I switch browsers, I switch computers, I switch, you know, I, I, I'm working on a completely fresh attempt, and it's still coming up. You're, you're, you're younger than 13. We can't create an account for you. And uh, and nothing I have been able to do fixes that. So uh, you know I am uh, I am out of the forums. I can't use it <laughs> until that gets fixed, which is fine. I'm not a prolific forum poster, but I am a prolific reader because I'm trying to put together bits for right. the show. I got to keep 
you know, uh, up, up to speed. And then, and then on top of that, I do have to post at least once a week, usually two or three times, uh, for priority one things. Right. Um, I got to post the show notes, the links, question threads, things but like that. But you can't cause you're 13. And I can't cause I'm less than 13. <laughs> you're still less actually... than 13. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I'm younger than 13. Uh, so how long it. has it been while you've been waiting for a response from well, customer service? Well, I did service. get a response this okay. morning. Cool. Um, either okay. this morning or early that's, this morning or so late that, last night. So that's decently fast. So yeah, fast. the response okay. time was great. Uh, cool. Sadly, it was a canned, pretty canned response. Uh, you know, switch, switch, make sure your browser's updated. Uh, get rid of your cookies. Um, you know, and because they were dark that. side cookies, they totally right because the dark side cookies, big time. Um, and yeah. I've already yeah, done all those things. And I sent back a message saying that I've already done all those things. I, and I've, I've used a completely brand new computer and mm-hmm. with no association with me and yada yada yada. And that information wow. is in there. It's, it's locked in the up behind. on the side. Yeah, so total pain in the behind. So the did process, it really get your goose? Did it get? It your almost goose? got my goose. My goose. Wow. It got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they haven't gotten back to me since I, I replied. So that's. A, but it feels like forever. Just because well, of that one little like thing. Forever. Yeah. So I mean, you know, every you know, luckily the rest of you were uh, notably smarter than me this week and were able to actually register your account. <laughs> so the rest of the team is picking up the slack yeah. and posting those threads and question threads and things like that. Um, but I wasn't uh, able to. So apparently we're about equally smart. About right. <laughs> I think yeah, that's I, I hope it all it all works out for, for everybody. And yeah. you know, once James come back, that'll right. fix it. So yeah, the uh, so we've got yeah a lot of account scattering happening, and, and then <laughs> you getting kicked out. Um, so aside from this whole thing, I'm I'm rambling about the user control panel. It's not the only thing that's out there. So you've also got your name that you can click on, as well as the link that says account up at the top. So there's three different three. Well, actually, there's four different ways you can access aspects of your profile and other aspects of your profile. Um, so it's just, it's ridiculous. It makes it even harder on top of everything. So I'm, I'm adding layers to the cake here of why everybody's so frustrated. It all adds up. Um, there's no unique identity. So there's, you know, AKA preferred form, form avatar image or name as we're talking about. Um, you can upload a profile image that isn't seen by anyone unless they click on your name. So that's not helpful when posting, which is the prime reason for being there in the first place, you know. So even that uploading process too, as you mentioned, um, is is not super easy. Not to mention the signature pick adding one is confusing. So um, oh, so regarding the you know your identity, you know how lifetime subscribers and folks, special folks, are supposed to get the blue name, their blue ID, you know, in the forum. Now everybody's blue. So. <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's like one little less thing that the lifetime subscribers get, right? Um, it's not the biggest deal here, but it adds to it. Um, you know, all the info related to who posted what on what thread from before the overhaul, that's gone. You can't even go back and edit a link or a statement, no matter how dire the situation is, if it was posted before the overhaul. So you can't even report a violating post because there's no ID or function for that to go with it because it's a now archived post from before. Um, so that's good news for any jerks or trolls out there. You get a second chance now, uh, so don't mess it up. Yeah, but... somebody even posted. <laughs> somebody even posted that. Uh, uh, I won't say the name here, but in 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 one of the threads, it says, uh, "Banhammer has temporary amnesia." Not that I shouldn't be posting anything. Nope, not me. No, sir. Mm. 
it w- with a big toothy grin under it. You nice. know, I mean, yeah, you know, and, and speaking of, there is a great thread out there. I don't know if, if everyone's seen it. Um, I think sorry, or Wolf linked this in live stream for us, but, um, it's called, it started by center solace. Uh, it's the threads called number one problems with the new forums, a complete list. And it is, there's 57 items on here, three of which, uh, have been repaired have been fixed everything else is still uh an active mm-hmm. bug yeah. um oh it's apparently for the lifetime subscribers thing and career officer thing you can click on there is something you can click to make the career officer appear under your name but it's still everybody's still blue and they're also tiny so all the names are really tiny and since everybody's avatar looks the same it's really hard to tell who's posting what really fast yeah, I'm. I w- I'm not even gonna attempt to read through any of these. I, I just, you know, the the link will be in the show notes. Go check out this thread if you haven't seen it already. Uh, if you want to play along at home with what's going on in the forums, um, it's really it's a great fact for uh, FAQ for you know if you're on the forums and you're having trouble with something, check this out. See if it's a known issue. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's a good you know, idea. It's just, I, wow, man! I mean, seriously though, everything from the, the 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 merging to the forum revamp, if they had just given everybody notice, told them what was going to happen, prepared them, give them time to to save the things they needed to save, you know, um, that would have solved a lot of problems as far as at least the emotional side of things. So that when it happened, there'd yeah. be grumbling, but it wouldn't be like what you know, oh, just. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. And I'm sorry yeah. I'm talking super fast for people. I'm worked up because I'm so frustrated. And I, I'm not the only one. I know even the There's team at Crypto, they people, feel that people. way too. But seriously, if they had just, oh, we just needed somebody to, to just warn everybody, give us enough warning, like have, even a, a week notice at worst. Has has I haven't been able to see, uh, since I can't post, I haven't really been on the forums very much. Uh, has Brandon or anybody, anybody uh, commented on the merger yet? Is is there an official post by anyone from Cryptic or PWE, mm. other than the the dev blog we're we're talking about here? I don't know. I mean, as far as this whole thing goes, and, and everybody's complaints, um, there's there's a couple of devs that have stepped up and taken a beating just for trying to um, say hi, we care, but we really can't we're, we can't do anything because we're not the people who created the forum. Um, but aside from that, there hasn't been like an official like, oh shoot, we messed up. We should have warned everybody before this happened, and you know. Here's all the things we've we've made a list of all of the problems people are having, you know, like I did, including from my own experiences. Um, and, you know, bump up, up, go down the list. We're handling this and this and this, and then we're going to get to this and this. Just something like that would be great. I haven't seen anything like that. Well, I tell you what, folks, we're going to we'll we'll go through and see if we can find some links to some of this stuff and some of those particular posts and try to get those in the show notes for you um, so that we can all keep up to date. So there's my rant about everything from uh, from the things that are broken to the things that really need to be added and fixed. Um, you know, just overall grr. So forms uh, really get her goose. Her goose is got. It's got good. It's I got. My goose was is that kind of like grinds my gears? You know, what really exactly grinds like my yeah, gears. The new form. That yeah. grinds my gears. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give James and Andy Rooney section. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that was a lot of news to cover, and hopefully we'll make some more news with this next segment. Uh, We have the great privilege and honor to speak to friend of the show, cryptic lead designer, Al Rivera, Captain Gecko. Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access BIOS. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko, authorization Sisko Alpha 1 Alpha. 
box accessed. Well, we have Al Rivera with us, lead designer at Cryptic. Thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? It's a pleasure to be here. Welcome back. It's been far too long, sir. Far too long. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, oh, I, I, I wish I could come on more often. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and dive right into some of these community submitted questions. Um, All right. We have one from Havam, and they ask, what steps are you taking to improve Q&A? For instance, why is Triple no longer used to balance items before they go live? like ships, skins, and other elements. Dan touched base on this, uh, on this a little bit because we had him on the same day that the Armitage came out. Yes, yes, and, and we had a uh, an unfortunate bug that went out with the Armitage that uh, you know we couldn't get into into uh, STFs, and that, that was just a little silly little bug because we have on STFs. I wish, wish we had the ability to say what ships can't go into an STF, and unfortunately we have to have a list of what can go in, and, and that list is, uh, so that way shuttle people don't show up with shuttles and grief their, their teammates, and so we missed, we missed the armitage on there. So it was unfortunate. Um, so the, uh, bottom line is that we need to improve the process. It was a silly bug that got mixed internally, and it could have been caught easily with, with help from the, from the users. Um, Unfortunately, what, what's, what's happened is that we haven't had a really good process lately with the users because we have put stuff out in the past and then end up with, you know, sometimes 50, 70 pages of ranting and it becomes the really important feedback gets, gets lost in there and it takes a tremendous amount of time to sort through that and and try to find what's really important. And, and unfortunately, there's usually really good feedback or, or really good bugs that go in there. Um, and, and we really try, it's so important, I want to emphasize this, because we really want feedback from the users, but it is so counterproductive if we get page after page of, of ranting with people refusing to even play it. So that was what the experience started becoming, is like, we don't have to play it because we know it's overpowered or we don't have. And then the next post is, I don't need to test this because I know it's garbage. So that becomes, and, and it's not really, it's, it's not a fair excuse, but unfortunately what happens is that the amount of time that it took to sort through that to find the really important pieces of information really, really slowed us down. So we're in the process of trying to build a better process for that. Um, what I, I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do this, but I'd love to get a little a strike team of, a, of of some people to handle certain things. I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to pull this off. This is what I would like to would, would would personally like to do. If I can't do that, we'll 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 find another solution. But we do need the user's help. We we really do enjoy the user's help when it when it when it works. It works great, and we everybody gets a better product. But when it doesn't work, it becomes really tragic. So that's really what's what's happened, and and I really want to fix that. So, so I'm always open to, to more suggestions on that. What about like a, a form? What about something that, you know, they, they say rate one to three, you know, or one to five rather, and then a little comment box on the bottom, because probably the, the biggest thing with a form is that there are discussions and then you have possibility of a troll and then trolls mm. start arguing. And like you said, things get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, what about a form? Well, I mean, a form would be great if, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe I'm thinking a little bit something different than you are, but um, sometimes it's not a matter of uh, of whether or not somebody likes something or not. But like what I, we would have never predicted to put on the form, were you able to get into the STF with the Armitage? So we need that little bit more of a free form discussion. Um, that I don't know if a form would, able, would would be able to give us that. So it's recognized we we have to do something about it. 
especially with ships, it's my goal to have a, a resolution before the next big ship goes out. And, uh, and, and if we don't, we'll just put it up on triple. We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll need to do that, but hopefully we'll have something a little more direct, a little more directed, uh, um, resolution to that. Well, um, on, on that note of things, uh, that, that needed improvement, Solitude from the forum had asked a question that is pretty much the hot topic and the subject of, of the rant that we did earlier on the show. What it was about the website, the forum. And they wanted to know why the website update wasn't publicized in advance, which is, you know, the, uh, the big question that we were also asking, uh, why there weren't any staff on hand to interact with the community after the update had taken place. And if there is at least an apology that the community could get for that communication issue, not that you owe the community that apology. It's not, it wasn't, you didn't have a hand in, in that, but that on the whole, the cryptic or perfect world, if, I think that's, where a lot of the steam is coming from, not to mention it's just a confusing and, and difficult process and it didn't start off right even with the C, the C points. So what's your opinion on it? How do you feel about it? Is there, is there anything you've been able to do to, to pacify? And, and do you know, do you know anything about why it went down the way it went down? Well, uh, I'll first start off with, uh, with, I certainly would be happy on behalf of the company that, that's, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I and Cryptic apologize for any inconvenience that we may have caused the users. With that said, I know very little about what was going on. Um, the web department is in a different building with a different, a different team and technically, you know, handle, it's all, it's handled by Perfect World. Um, we're all one big company. It's fine. But what my group does is, you know, we make the game. So I don't really know what, you know, why things happened the way they did. And, but I do know that. That it was an important change that we needed to do in order, in, as part of the continued merging of Cryptic with Perfect World, to to merge their accounts, to merge with Zen, to merge with, uh, so that for for their however it is that whatever it is that's happening on the on the back end with the websites um, and the account servers and and all that kind of stuff that I really know very little about. So I I don't know, I I don't know why. If, if there are, if there wasn't any communication, I didn't even, wasn't even paying attention. I'll be honest with you. I was making spaceships. So it's, uh, it's, I, I know, I know it needed to happen and we were told it was going to happen. And I, I, all I know is that I, I empathize with both the users and with the, the, the web developers just as much as, just uh, as anyone, you know, when we push out a, something for, for the game and there's a bug and it causes problems, it's, it's unfortunate and we scramble to fix it. I know those guys are working hard to fix it, but it wasn't something that was just done just because they wanted a prettier website or something. It, it was, there was a important uh, business and technical reason why it happened. And we're having a little bit of growing pains with it. And uh, uh, hopefully most of those issues are resolved and, and, and now they can start, you know, focusing on improving it. But, um, you know, it's, it's maybe, you know, Maybe Brandon, if you can get Brandon, you guys know Brandon, you can get him on the show and maybe he can talk a little bit more about exactly what's going on. Uh, maybe he can offer some insight, but, uh, but, uh, I, I am sorry that it causes everyone any inconvenience, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, these things happen. I mean, you guys just had a, a web start, a, a website change, right? You guys moved from mm -hmm. Quantum Cafe to your own site and congratulations Wee, yeah. to that. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and unfortunately, Elijah you, you guys, you guys that. had some growing pains as so well, right? 
That so, we did. So yeah, I mean, we had a very horrible techie week, like everybody. So um, so, yeah, so our... I'm hoping that maybe you guys can empathize with yeah. what why sometimes we make business decisions to change something, and then um, you want to make it a surprise, maybe, or maybe, and then there's just it just there's some bumps. Um, there there was it it just sometimes life happens, and uh, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, hopefully, what comes out of it is something better for everyone. The new site, uh, new priority one site is great. Looks great. I love the new intro music. Adrian, you're doing such an awesome job with audio. Um, it's just you. really bringing the show to life so much more. Well, actually, it was Elijah who um, uh, hooked us up with the the theme, which came from uh, one of our Chris listeners. Watts, yeah, Chris Watts, one oh, of our listeners. Well, it's nice. Yeah, it's so great. Chris, yeah. And thank so, you, big, big thank you, Chris. And if I can borrow a quote from Prometheus, sometimes in order to create, you have to destroy. But hopefully. Uh, Hopefully there'll be uh, you'll start seeing some answers and uh, but I uh, at the very least I can promise you that people are listening and and they hear it's not being ignored. I want to ask um and I I don't know if this is something you can answer. There's um there's a question about the lifetime subscription stipend uh, with the conversion from cryptic points to Zen. So it's for every eighty cryptic points is a hundred Zen. Yes. So are we going to do you know anything about that? Do you know anything? Um, I, I know very little. I think what you're getting at is because 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 Zen has a different dollar to Zen conversion rate than cryptic dollars. And cryptic right. points does have a dollar. I think Zen is 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 one to one or a hundred to one. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I know cryptic is you know eighty to eighty to hundred. But I can promise you that nobody is going to get stiffed any money, and you will continue to sing, continue to receive the same cash value in your stipend, whether you're getting it in Zen or cryptic points. You will continue to get the same cash value. That's not going to change. That would, that would not. That that would be sad. Um, it's uh, but the number, but the conversion ratios are different, and um, it's just. But you're going to get your, you know, whatever whatever dollars you spent to buy a starship, you're going to spend the same amount of dollars to buy that starship going forward. It just may be a different a different conversion rate. Um, no one needs to worry about that. We went so, through a same conversion when we were purchased by Atari. We were in the process of changing over to Atari points or Atari uh, coins. I, I don't remember what their currency was. Um, but Zen, Zen's been around for a very long time, probably longer than, than Cryptic Coins. I honestly don't know who started mm -hmm. first, but that's the currency that, that Perfect World uses, and they use the same currency throughout the whole game, and I, I, throughout the, you know, the, uh, all their games. And I don't think it would have been practical for them to change all their games in in in, uh, sure. in Asia to cryptic points. They want to use one currency, uh, so that way you they can award one currency to 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 their users. So that way they can offer discounts of one currency if they want to have a sale sale on Zen. Um, the 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 uh, so they and I don't think they want to rebrand that. They've worked hard. They've got a lot more a lot more people buying Zen than cryptic points. Um, and I mean, Perfect World is tremendous, and uh, I think they, there's a lot of uh, feeling of wanting to defend the the Star Trek image. So there, there's always well, we, a concern, whether it's you know rational or not rational, but it, there's the concern sure. of of uh, wanting to make sure that Star Trek always has control of itself and is kind of self-contained and, and untainted. And um, so there's there's sensitivity towards that. There's definitely sensitivity, um, but it's a game, it's a business, and yeah, I mean, I hear that forces, too. I, mean, I hear that necessary. too. If, if it, you know, that's why we. That's why I mean, we when we when we made our our uh, currency, you know, we called it cryptic coins, and and in, in game it's dilithium to keep the uh, to, to keep it feel more. Sure, uh, I'd love to see dilithium on my credit card. You know, right. I bought dilithium <laughs> for dilithium. So, 
you know. But the you know the way the the uh, you know if, if had we brought built all these games together all at once, perhaps Perfect World would have come up with something a little more uh, a little more generic because knowing that they would be servicing a superhero game and a Star yeah. Trek game and you know, a Neverwinter game and whatever else that we come up with. Let's say we had a mech game and a zombie game and all these things. Zen maybe doesn't make I would sense love Zen for, for a zombie game. <laughs> Zen. I actually have a book called <laughs> The Zen of Zombie. So um, oh, nice. it's just, you know, it just is what it is. And yeah. it's, uh, it's no one's going to lose out any money. And I, and I understand that maybe they're, if they're perhaps just feeling of immersion breaking. But certainly, there's they're not. No one's going to lose any 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 value for anything. As far as how it works, I mean, if you buy, you know, once you once you buy Zen, like say for instance, you take um, dilithium and you sell it for for cryptic points or sell it for Zen, that that's only going to be traded with. You can't take that and then spend it on uh, on Forsaken World or on or on or even on Champions. Um, certain sometimes your you know your money is locked to that. And we've always we've always had that. You could buy cryptic coins and then you could. And that can be used on either Champions or Star Trek. But if you uh, once you once you've brought that into the game, it stays in that game. And so the same thing would happen with Zen. Um, so so um, there really should be mostly transparent to players, except for the display name change of being called Zen instead of Cryptic Coins. Um, but uh, it's it's really uh, you know uh, you know it's it's going to allow players a little more flexibility. With their with their Zen, they you know Perfect World wants you to buy Zen, and then and then then they can say, hey, you know maybe you want to spend this Zen on on Forsaken World or on you know uh, um, um, Rusty Hearts or I saw whatever. That first person shooter there that doesn't look that bad mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, I, I can't remember what that is. They have yeah. so many products. They're just they're mm -hmm. they're they're a big they're a big company. So you know they they want that they want to offer that flexibility to their customers and that and and consolidate the brand. I mean, it's really about branding. And and you, they've established Zen as a brand, and I don't think they want to move away from that. I think that would be a bad business decision. So I think I think Star, Star Trek players should feel free that you know Star Trek isn't losing its identity. It's it's this is just this is this is your your, your this is the currency. It's uh it's it's you know there's no cryptic points in the Star Trek IP either, nor are there American dollars or euros. It's just it's just a word and that's that's just uh that's what you use for business right i mean i don't think anyone ever talked about i don't think captain picard ever worried about how much the lithium he traded for his cryptic points any more than he traded for his zen so so now that we're on the uh a little bit on discussion of currency and changes that people don't like we covered a few weeks ago that there was a discussion where they talked about lockboxes and the future of lockboxes and as you know it's a big discussion here at priority one so uh, what has developed from that? Well, we are always learning when it comes to lockboxes and ways to, to monetize the game. And, you know, bottom line is we are offering a multi-million dollar game for free and we, and we need to find a way to pay for it. But we don't want to frustrate players. We want to, we, we want to try to make players as happy as possible because unhappy players aren't going to play and they're not going to pay. And, um, but... What we're doing all the time is, and I wasn't there at the Europe conversation. I'm not quite sure exactly what what uh, what Jack was perhaps thinking at the time, but no, it, it, we didn't have the interview with Jack. It was we were covering uh, yes the, the 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 press press release about it, right? I and, believe so. It was the, the the community liaison from Europe, I believe, had yeah posted yeah. So um, as you as you saw a couple a couple weeks ago, we released uh, we put the Gem Hadar ship into the um, the DS9 duty officer pack, right? And that, and people really seem to to uh, to like that. 
there were there the people seem to really you know take you know take to respond to that positively and i think you know the, the lockbox idea is, as far as i know is is an is i i believe it's an it's an asian uh, uh um invention i don't know maybe it was maybe it came some somewhere else but certainly came from perfect world as far as for us concerned as far as as far as you know a strategy for us to do and as a business model i can tell you it works really really well and uh it works really well um and and lockboxes allows us to deliver the game to you guys for free it allows us to diversify the the costs and allows us to reinvest into the game and to reinvest into other games if we were to sell the ships inside those lockboxes outside the we're talking about a geometric difference in revenue, um, a geometric difference. It is, it is significant. I really, really am sad when I hear people talk about buyer remorse and people feeling and, and people being upset about those things. Because personally, I, I, you know, I want, I, I love Star Trek and I love my job. And I, and I also, I, I, I have a high moral standard personally and I never want to do evil. And I don't, I want people to get value for what they're, what they're paying. And one of the things that we learned about putting the, the Jem'Hadar ship in the duty officer pack is that, and maybe this is an, uh, uh, an Eastern versus a Western philosophy or, 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 or sensibility. But I think what we found is that players like a Cracker Jack box better than a gumball machine, right? That mm-hmm. by buying by knowing that you're getting a known quantity or you're getting, you're always going to get some value then, and that you might get a ship. It was a lot more palatable than randomly getting something. The same thing as saying like in low buy, you could get up to a hundred low buy in the current, in the current boxes. Right. But we need, but we need to mathematically balance on what the average low buy coming out is. So if we're going to offer hundred, we also have to offer a low value. And so for everybody getting a hundred, somebody's getting not a hundred. And so, but people really seem to like just getting, just getting 10. So, so maybe going with lockboxes going further, we'll, maybe we'll just say every lockbox comes with five, or maybe we'll just say the average will increase the average or we'll, or, or we'll lower the, lower the breath. We're, we're, we're experimenting and we're trying to find something that will make, uh, everybody happy. But it, the one thing that I can tell you that we are doing is making sure that when you buy a lockbox, that you will always get something good. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to, I want to take out anything that when you bought it, ah, I've already got 30, uh, um, horde pets, or I don't want to know the consumable potion that you're always going to get something good that, Hey, this is great. I want another one of those. I, I'm always going to get something. And you know what? And I personally don't care if we, if you spend a dollar 25 and we always give you $3 with the value coming out of that. So, so we want to make sure that there's no remorse. That people are always going to get something that it feels more like a cracker jack box and that you might jackpot and sometimes get something really good. With that being said, there, there, I, I, there is really no plan to get rid of lock boxes. And, um, because it is, it is, it is a really smart business move. It really is. It floats the game. It not only floats this game, it floats other game development. And it's not corporate greed. It's not filling anybody's pockets. You have to realize that Star Trek has to, you know, we have, we've got, We've got license holders with CBS. We've got Perfect World who they've invested. I don't know when they bought the, when they bought the company, what, $50 million or 70 or 30. I can't remember, but it's a public, it's a public number. So they've, they've got a huge investment to make up on. They've got shareholders. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of business going on as to why 
you know, you know, it's it's not that you know we're making money pants and everyone's driving around Ferraris. It's you know, it's 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 try, it's trying to run a business to, to keep people employed and to invest into new products that will also be free for the users, such as such as Neverwinter. So um, I'm open to hearing more suggestions from you guys. I, I want to open. I'd love to open up a dialogue about it. But what 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 we're trying to do now is making sure that people never feel disappointed when they open something. They don't ever feel like, oh, I, all I got out of this was one low buy. Or all I got out of this was a, was a healing potion. You're going to get some good value out of that. And then, and then you might get and put better prizes. And the low buy store, I'm completely redoing the low buy store. So oh. that way, well, I mean, insofar that uh, we want, I think there was, I, I, I don't think it was a good strategy. Some things were just too high priced and you weren't getting the value. And so we want to make things more, give, add more value in the low buy store as well. So things like, hey, there's a lot more things that I could buy at the lower range. And but still, there's an incentive. Oh, if I save a little bit more, I can get a little bit more. I save a little bit more, and what you're buying gives you value. I think that you know, when people didn't feel like what they were getting, maybe they were getting value for what for for what they're investing in. So we want to improve that too. So it's always, and you know what? And I've said this last time I came on the show. Every time we release one of these things, we we learn a little bit more, and we invest, and then we and we react to that. No two lockbox strategies have been alike since we released them. They always keep, and, and, and I think we're getting closer to what will make the most amount of people happy. Some people will never be happy with it, and I'm sorry, but it's just like you watch TV and I get the little pop-up ads in the bottom of my TV and it's like shoving buddies and they're like, ah, oh, geez, shoving buddies is on the bottom and I can't watch my show because it's distracting. You know, I just, I'm, it's, but you know, it's a TV show and, and, and that's how, that's what pays the bills. So lockboxes. Um, I'm hoping gives a lot of value and a lot of fun to a lot of players. And and I remember as uh, as uh, as Elliot says, you know what? For him, it's just trash loot. And he just throws it away. But what I do hope is to make sure that I don't want anybody who opens a box to be disappointed. And I want to make sure that they that they are happy when they do that. You know what I think? I think you guys and everybody's gonna kill me for this, but open up for some advertising in the game. Yeah, everyone <laughs> just slaughter you for that right now. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I said that uh, in a few a few episodes ago about like you know they had it in the movie Bud Light classic. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if you guys have Endorian Ale, that's alcohol. You know, so I I, I will leave that and ent- entirely up to the marketing and the marketer strategy whether or not they find that to be an effective way to uh, to bring revenue into the game. I I I'm gonna guess that it I'm gonna guess that it doesn't. If we got ads, I don't think it would replace lockboxes. Right? Okay, let me specify. No <laughs> audible ads that I'm forced to listen to and nothing that's like, you know, a, the starship with a, a flag going, at, you know, a little laser digital flag like if I was on the parkway and I was looking at that's the, hilarious. a plane going by. Yeah, no, none of <laughs> that. hilarious. I, I would put that in the game just for comedy's sake, but like not for, for real like, um, like hardcore advertisement campaign. But like you could seriously get away with like that to a comedy degree. That'd be kind of funny. Least, like, maybe like, on Risa. See it on Risa, you know? Like, if if and when to, that's developed. Go to, go, to, go to Quarks. Quarks is fun. Go to Quarks. Don't walk around. Plane go- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the plane going by with the ad. That's great. So advertising, you're asking the wrong person if that's going to be the best thing to go for the game. But all I can do is just focus on making sure that we we make the best decision when it comes to to uh, to lockbox strategies. Uh, and, and one thing that, that players always worry about that, oh, whenever I talk about a new fun ship coming to the game, oh, it's just going to go in a lockbox. Um, the way we've been doing it and the way I'm planning to do it for the foreseeable future is that faction-specific ships don't go into lockboxes because if a Klingon opens a lockbox and gets a gets an ambassador class, there's nothing he can do with it. So that would be sad. So we've, and, and this is not a promise because I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but 
But as, as far as I'm concerned, the plan is that faction-neutral ships go into lockboxes and faction-specific ships go into sea stores. And I will always reiterate, too, that, that we cannot sell things like Jem'Hadar ships and Ferengi ships in the store because it's, it's, we do, both us and CBS do, you know, do not want that to be a common thing. That's supposed to be a rare thing. And, uh, and, and CBS has specifically says, no, we really don't want to let, make that available. We want, if we're going to put something like that in the game, and honestly, I'm not even sure how happy they are that we're even putting them in lockboxes, but if we're going to put them in the game, they want to keep them rare. And that is fair. And so this is one way that we can make sure that we can keep something rare, um, yet still have, let have some people have access to it. But for instance, I have no reason to say have the Armitage be rare, right? Right. But so, so there's no reason to put that in a lockbox. Has there been ever a discussion about, you know, if you collect X amount of lockboxes, you can trade them in for something? That I, I, one I, I, <laughs> I, I doubt they would want to do that, um, to be honest with you, because then there's going to, then, then there'll be an incentive to not buy them. Obviously, the company wants players to buy them. And so, by giving players an incentive to trade them in for something else, then there, it has a different value. Right. And so I'm, it's, and I, and I see that, and, and, and I personally have had that dialogue in my head about it. That's not what I think that would be counterproductive to the business strategy. With respect to SCFs, I think one of the, the, I would think that the people who are playing the SCFs are more concerned about the odds of the drops. And, you know, we've been told that the math behind it seems to be sound. But we still have people that have played hundreds of SCFs and don't have a Mark 12. Can you add anything to, about that? Well, Dan talked a little bit about that, and I can right. certainly add to that, that we are going to completely redo that system. So it's just, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be much, much better. And, and it'll, it'll, it will, you know, it's going to be a little bit, it's be a little bit more. Well, I don't want to say too much about it because all, a lot of this is just early documentation, but, um, as we will we will completely fix that system and and it'll be better it's uh, it's 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 we it's it's not it's not we can't just fix it by just changing changing certain things it's just not worth the time we're going to just really address it and re and re-envision the whole thing that system along with the same thing that happens in the vault where you're getting the uh the uh the data chips or something to turn into to obasec mm -hmm. that that's going to change too and the and so all using a completely different system that will be much more cohesive, much more rewarding, much less frustration. Promise it's going to be great. Um, why don't we go ahead and go back to some community questions. And this one is from Suricata. And they ask, D. Stahl recently talked about bridge officers commanding other ships in your fleet at Admiral rank with Season 7 being aimed at Storyline. Does this mean we may see a level cap increase with that season? Okay, so from that question, I'm seeing three, I'm seeing three completely aspects. different topics merged into one question, which I think maybe uh, I'm not sure if uh, some lines got crossed here. So let's tackle those issues, those each one of those subjects one at a time. Um, Boff's commanding other ships in your fleet at admiral rank. Okay, there has always been a, a feature that I wanted to do from before we launched the, the the game that I wanted you to be able to take a Boff and Say you are now commanding of your own ship, and then you can basically use that ship as an away team in space. So it's like I'm going to go do this mission. Uh, I want to do this STF all by myself, 
and then all your boffs that you turned into captains, maybe they get their own ship, maybe they captain one of you, one of your older ships or a ship that you purchase or own or, or uh, and then we all and, and just you load them out and then we go and do this STS. And so it's you're like playing you're playing solo, but the team of five and those four other players are your bridge officers as captains now. So um so that's just been a feature that um that I've wanted to do for a very long time. It's actually fairly complex, but that's not going to happen in season six or season seven. I, I, I really hope to see it one day. That's what that is. So I really hope to see it. It's something I've always wanted to do. Get that, that also will help with bridge officer turn. You're basically training your bridge officers, turning them to captains, and then building your fleet. Right. My goal was that was going to happen when you are fleet admiral, and that, that is what the, the fleet admiral game was. So um, we're not even near Fleet Admiral yet, as far as ranks. So, so hopefully, if we ever get to Fleet Admiral, that's that's where that's where that'll happen. But I don't know. I I don't know when that will happen. Um, season seven be aimed at story. Does this mean that a level cap will be increased with that season? So the fact that season seven will be aimed at story has nothing to do with whether or not there would be a level cap increase. Um, season seven is aimed at story. It is all. It is uh, the current plan, and plans always change. Is to open up a new sector, and that will be a whole bunch of story-driven content around that sector. It, depending on how uh, the fleet system goes going forward, we're hopefully to 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 incorporate fleets into that. It's all going to be end-game content. It won't be mid mid-level or anything. It'll it'll be for end-game players, and uh, there'll be lots of story and lots of things to do, along with new features that would dovetails into the previous question about about the uh, STF gear. Now, the last quest part of that question is, is there going to be a level cap increase at that season? We're not looking at a level cap increase, but we are looking at a rank cap increase. So we are looking at possibly allowing you to rank up to, you know, to vice admiral, admiral, maybe even fleet admiral. Um, I, I don't know how, but not actual level cap increase. You'd still be level 50. So you would be doing something. You'll be earning something. It'd be like a talent tree, perhaps, or something, and you'd be getting, uh, uh, you know, you'll be getting rewards and, and certain bonuses associated with that, and you become a higher rank. But you're still level, you're still level 50. And the reason why is because, to be honest, that we cannot possibly make enough content to leave behind all the other content at level 50 that we've just worked for, so hard for to build up, and say now we're going to, we would have to make that much content plus more in order to say raise the cap to level 60. We just don't have that. We just don't have that much power internally at Cryptic to do that. So we uh, raising the level cap is a uh, is requires raising the content and content's hard to make. We'd rather just make more content, which is season seven, and instead raise the the, the rank, raise the rank cap and let you earn more stuff, more things to to unlock and more things to uh, to to have fun with that way. Well, let's let's call it. It's not. Let's call it a talent tree, something like that. You're still level fifty, but you're a higher rank. You've got. We're going wide instead of deep, right? right Players will be able to have more options. Um, Guild Wars does this a little bit, right? You, everyone at the top level in Guild Wars is twenty, but you can keep you know increasing your skill, but you you're just getting more options. Right, you're getting more abilities, but you never really get more, never get more power, right? So that way we can, so that way we can, we can, uh, we can keep the power level, you know. Now, granted, you know, in Guild Wars, someone who is much higher level, you know, who's just, just start 20 is going to be much more disadvantaged than someone who's higher than that, but they're still level 20. They're, 
their damage tables and their hit point tables are running off the same tables. And that's basically what we're looking at doing it this way in, in Star Trek. So basically an, uh, a way to advance without without increasing the level is what we're looking at. Okay. So 50 won't be stagnant. Right. So 50 won't be stagnant. Yes. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got that one. That one I wrapped my head around. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Okay. So season six content, right? Where you're adding a new sector and Tholians. Season seven. Season seven. Oh, right. Season seven. Uh, that's what are we, we're seeing Tholians, right? Being introduced. See, Tholians are coming out with season six. Six. Right. I'm sorry. With, with star bases. But season seven will be, will be content and we haven't released what that content is. Um, you know, maybe we'll see more Tholians driven story in there. Um, maybe not. I, it's a little too early to start talking about exactly what the content is, but it is, it is, uh, it is the current plan is for it to be a new sector with, uh, with all new content that for end game only along with a, along with a way to increase your, your, uh, your rank. Okay. So, so season seven with a new sector, mm-hmm. uh, will that be open to all free to play players? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. What, 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 and, and this kind of, this, this <laughs> goes back a little bit to, to some of uh, your comments earlier. Um, and that is you know, why we don't charge uh, $60. That was just so hard. We're <laughs> asking those players to ask to pay $60 to play four hours worth of gameplay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're going to hire you, but then we said, no, uh. <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> um, no, we, you know, it is our strategy. And you know what? I, our, the, the current strategy and the strategy for perfect worlds don't charge for content. Um, because if you charge for content, then if you have the content and I don't, I can't play with you. Now, there probably are little models a way to get around that. You know, but bottom line is when we, when, when I've played free to play games and they make me pay, it's a content. That's a that's a that's a paywall. Um, paywalls just stop people from playing. It's bad. It's bad business. It's also bad business to base your revenue model on that because we couldn't pop because the amount of time and you know how long it takes to make content to for us to make that much content for people to consume that only a small number of people are going to purchase. The price point we have to make for that in order to make that our business model um, is just uh, it's not a good return on the investment. Um, char- and and, and uh, it's it, it means that it means that that we will we will the amount of money that we invest to make that we'll never get it back based on the sales that we get out of that and it just means that what well, some people won't purchase that and then they'll feel frustrated because they can't play that content we want, in star trek you can play every bit of content from beginning to end without ever having to pay a dime there is there is nothing that you can't do um that requires you to buy an armitage um, that requires you to to uh, to buy a costume or or a lockbox. Those things are supposed to be fun. Those things are um, those things are supposed to be they, they're supposed to offer a lot of value. But and yes, they will they they will make you more powerful. But it, they're not required to play the content. Anybody can play all the content, and I think that is a good thing because that means that anyone who doesn't want to pay can still play this game from beginning to end. Can play all of it from beginning to end. So it's uh, it's and even with star bases now, as now star bases are on triple, um, it's, you know, they're, they're, you, you know, that's why we have the dilithium model too, because if you want, you can, and if you really want to get something, but don't want to pay for it, you can just grind some dilithium. Um, yeah, yes, it's a long time, but it's still free and, uh, and you still get to play everything. So 
there's no plan to make a model where gold members get the content and silvers have to pay for it because that just means silver players turn away and silver players uh, we don't want to turn them away because if they're playing, if they say, oh, this is great new content, they'll come in, there's an opportunity for them to purchase something. If they get turned away because they can't play it, there's no opportunity for them to buy something. Uh, and there's, and so it's not good business. It doesn't, it's, it's a model that we've tried. It's a model that other companies have tried. It's a model that Perfect World has analyzed really, really well. And it just is not smart business. It doesn't work. And I don't think it's good for the players too because by doing it this way, it's it's on our onus to make sure that the game is fun, not to say buy it and then tell us if it's fun. And then they just either are reluctant to buy it. So now they get to play everything and what they get to buy is, is something that doesn't affect whether or not the game content is fun. It's whether or not they're having, whether or not they want to add a little more, you know, just something, another toy to play with uh, or, or, or role play with. Anyone, so, anyone willing to pay 60 bucks for an episode? It's just insane. It's just insane. Whoever is that, that person. And the Odyssey is not fifty dollars for a ship. Oh, it's not $50 per ship. For three. Right, right. Not per ship. Not per ship. Not per ship. I never said that. I never said it was fifty bucks for one ship. Uh, you said it a couple times. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. I, the Odyssey bundle. I'm I, I'm smart enough to know the Odyssey bundle. However, I would pay for a sovereign. Sovereign refit. So whenever you're oh, really? ready. Really? Well, well, how much would you pay? Much? I'd pay one billion dollars. <laughs> oh, this is gonna run forever. <laughs> this joke's gonna run forever. Uh, Suricata also has got a question about crafting in the game. Uh, it's lacking some updates. It's haven't hasn't really been touched in a while. What are the plans there? We originally had planned on doing crafting update for season uh, for season six. Um, the the plan was to do a little bit of crafting. A little bit of fleets, and I can't remember uh, something else. Maybe it was PvP, but we decided instead to put all our resources into fleets because if we were going to do fleets, it was only going to we weren't we weren't going to be able to do what we were doing now, which is actually have fleet exteriors, fleet interiors, and all the content associated with it, um, and all the systems. So it's a huge the fleet system is a huge system that's going to keep people really busy for a really long time. It's going to offer lots of rewards. Uh, lots of opportunities. So the crafting system is going to be a part of that, but instead we decide let's just focus on one system and make one really great system. So that's that strategy. So that means crafting gets pushed back later. We don't. I don't think we're going to want to do that again where we just do half of crafting and half of another system for Season 7. So what we're looking at is is crafting being part of a major release update in, in, a, in, a, in, a upcoming, in an upcoming season. Um, that means that we'll probably have to work on it on the side um, alongside other updates. So I'm going to say it's not coming out. Well, it's definitely not coming out for season six. I'm going to say it's probably not going to come out for season seven. I'm hoping that it comes out with season eight and that will be, but it will be at that point then a complete re, uh, robust re, revamp. Um, I don't, I don't want to commit to anything, but I also don't want to set false expectations and make everyone think that, oh, okay, you promised me it's going to come out in season, season seven says, so, well, probably not because season seven, it's all going to be about that new that new content is going to be all about that new sector going to be new about and all about that that uh, that new advancement system and so that's that's a lot that's coming out for season seven lots of stuff for people to do in season seven no room really to add uh, a crafting revamp in there 
So hopefully the season after that. Well, we got a lot of questions related to PvP, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Uh, some veteran players feel that PvP has not received enough attention from Cryptic since launch. What elements might have contributed to this public viewpoint, How do you, and how do you see PvP in relation to the greater scheme of things? Well, we've talked a little bit about this, and hopefully uh, frequent uh, uh, listeners of this and other podcasts knows that, that Dan Gozer is, uh, is, is working on revamping PvP. PvP is something that we want to improve, and it's hard to get a lot of attention for it. Now we're, we start talking about the chicken and the egg syndrome. Not a lot of people play PvP. And then, well, the question is, well, not a lot of people play it because we don't like the PvP. Okay, so, so, um, so it's hard to get, get, get resources for it. But at the same time, we recognize, yeah, there's some missed potential there that we could probably make that better. Bottom line, Dan Gozer, not Dan Stahl, but, um, Dan Griffiths, who's, uh, who many of you know as Gozer, uh, owns PvP. We have an owner. There's a champion. So he is going, he is, he is rebuilding PvP. We also got a lot of great new technology from, uh, we were, from uh, that uh, another project was working on that allows us to make PvP better and make it much easier for us to develop. That's really the key is that PvP systems was really hard for us to develop internally. But now we have much better tools to make it faster and make it better. We're going to make some drastic changes to it. And we're going to start with, um, well, we'll call it, maybe we'll call it a little bit of an experiment. We're going to try, uh, I think the goal is the plan to make one really good space PvP um, experience. I won't say mission or content or, or map, but I'll just say experience. Um, well, because <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be it'll be you know it'll be one it'll be one place. So so all the old stuff you know that we're gonna put it because we want to do we want to focus the players tall to do one one this one thing, and because we, we want to get it right, right? I mean, if you put League of Legends has three maps, we, we'll, we'll we're gonna do one. So. We'll, we'll, we'll do it, we'll, we'll do it really right, we'll do it solid, and we'll, we'll iterate on that. And when that's really good, and to see, and, and that, and that experience is much more solid. And along with that, we gotta put rewards, right? Cause, mm -hmm. cause that's the main thing. It's like people want to do stuff they want, they want to kill stuff and, and get loot. So we want to tie in a good reward system to that. Cool. Once that is great, and people are playing, and it says this works, this experiment, worked and we proved it people love it people are doing this it's work and and uh then we can then we can reinvest into that some more but um we're not going to change 15 maps or whatever and make all these apps and find out that nobody likes any of it so we're going to focus on one and see if that and see how and how that works out awesome. but that that is that will hopefully come out no promises after season six before season seven no, no, oh. no, 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 no promises. Okay, I'll say. Totally. No promises. But cool. Very cool. Phyrexian Hero asks, what goodies can we look forward to in between the launch of Season 6 in July and the launch of Season 7? Like, you know, that PvP that you just talked about. Anything else? That, that would be one thing that I would hope to see in there. Um, I don't think you're going to see any major features uh, go, go out. They're, they're obviously, what's the, probably the biggest thing that's going to happen is lots of tunings with star bases, right? Because because the starbase system is a long term uh, system for players, and 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 we can run simulations and run math, and we can test it on Tribble. But the bottom line is, it's the system is designed for people to invest into this starbase and lock over the course of many many months to grow your starbases. 
and it's gotten really excited about it. I just it's I think people are really going to love that. But it's a long term pro. It's a long term feature. So we'll probably be doing lots of tuning with that. Lots of uh, okay, this this takes too long to do this. So people are doing it too fast, and so maybe we need to adjust that. Um, there's also going to be if if people are starting to either if they're if they're reading about it or if they're playing it on Tribble, there's this concept of there's these um, there's these these projects that a fleet leader can set. And you can set three basic projects, and then there is there's two other special projects that you can set. And the project um, is basically, you know, we want we want to increase our you know our our military rank. We want to increase our military, so we we'll set this one particular project, and then all the fleet members of the fleet can bring in resources to complete that project. And then that project, when that's when that's done, that will that will that will set off, and it will start it'll start. Um, It'll go into it'll it'll start going into a, it'll go into a timer for how long it takes. Now, okay, all we've got all the resources you need. We'll start start building. And once that's done, boom, you'll get experience. You know, you'll get experience in your in say military. And once your military reaches rank one, then you know you unlock say for instance a, a a shipyard or whatever it is that you unlock. So there's different things you'll keep unlocking. Now we also have this concept of uh, featured assignments or feature projects that you can that players can do and we will rotate those out so it's like okay this week if you do this stuff you can get this special thing for your starbase right maybe you get a picture of, dan stall says well you can get a picture of captain kirk on your in your starbase that's just being a little <laughs> silly but but you know there could be something like uh, more more like um opening up a uh a, a conference room or opening up a tailor or opening up a maybe not tailor because tailor probably something everyone needs but more cosmetic stuff or really cool Cool uh, um, bragging right stuff that might be maybe you get um, a bar or you get a holographic morn on your starbase or something like that. So there'll be these featured projects that people will be able to see. Oh, this week is this special thing. We've only got two weeks to complete it, and then we'll get this. We'll get this really cool item for our starbase, and so everyone can hurry up. Let's get this before we lose the opportunity to do this. So those are some of the things we'll keep releasing uh, along the way. And then, of course, there's always going to be little events that we'll do. We'll try to always we'll always try to do little events that come up every so often. Um, time them, uh, time them appropriately. They'll, of course, we'll be releasing new starships for the sea store. I'm sure there'll be another lockbox. I'm sure there'll be changes to the low buy store. I'm sure there will be um, other, other things in the sea store that you can that you can purchase, or things in the D store that you can buy with dilithium. So there'll always be lots of things like that. But the main focus is going to be trying to make sure that star bases are solid and that they're tuned right, because. A starbase is just one holding that a fleet can own. We plan on adding other holdings in the future. So holding the starbase is the main holding, but we'll hope to add, okay, you now have the opportunity to build a colony or go build a, a, uh, a mining, a, 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 a mining colony or mining station. Dilithium mining? Dilithium mining, perhaps, wow. right? So you can have, so, so there'll be other holdings that put, that we'll add in the future. I mean, this is, I mean, the Starbase system is built for very long term. So that way, hey, you know, season 12 is uh, Transwarp Hubs. I, I don't know, right? Just different things like that. And then you could have and then the Starbase, the, the, the uh, so once, even once you've finished building your Starbase, you can say, okay, now we have another holding, another structure that the, that the, that the fleet can own that we can build towards. And that unlocks all these things. So that's even past season seven. So. Now, you, you mentioned uh, two-week events. Uh, that it's not doesn't sound necessarily gated, but um, that does 
kind of touch on a discussion that we've had about content that is timed and scheduled uh, by you guys, by Cryptic Studio. Um, has there been any discussion further as to, you know, you can only play, for instance, the vault at certain times, twice a day, and only get certain rewards uh, since our discussion with Dan Sol? Okay, sure. That's that's a that's a great question. Let me break that down into three things. Number one, my first my the the when I was talking about the limited time featured projects that would come with the Starbase, that's not a gated piece of content. That is for limited time only. If you complete this task, you can win this, and you've right. got two weeks or a month or what or whatever it is that that you know it takes to do that. And then that that opportunity is gone. That's and that not sounds a gated, fun. Yeah, that yeah, sounds. That's not gated. That's just that's just that's a retention tool, right? right? That's to make everyone come back in. Oh, you know, we've got to do this, otherwise we're going to lose this opportunity to get that. So, I mean, that's just like putting lockbox on sale only for you know four or six weeks or something. It's you only have a limited time to get it. So, um, but this is not a, a money thing. This is just a piece of content that you would do for your fleet. So that's what that is. Um, as far as gated content is concerned, Dan Stahl talked about that a little bit, a little, little bit last week. And let, let me let me kind of um, see if I can fill in the gaps a little bit about why why we've done gated content. Gated content as a strategy can work. Perfect World has done it, and it works. And what we're and the couple things that we're trying to do, as Dan mentioned, as we're trying to consolidate people to play uh, to come together. When I play certain fleet actions in the game right now, sometimes it's empty. And so lots of times it's empty because people aren't, because we're not funneling people to the right particular event. And so when, when content is gated, you tend to get people show up there. And so generally that content is populated. So everybody can participate in something that generally takes more than one person to do anyway. So that's one of the strategies there. The, the other strategy of that is that people it's, it's supposed to be also a retention tool so that way, hey, it's five o'clock. It, at six o'clock, this particular event's coming on. I really want to play it. So maybe people will stay on a little longer. And so there, 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 there's a, there's a particular reason for that. For instance, the vaults, one of the things about the vault is, and, uh, um, you have to be in your shuttle. And so if, uh, if the vault is scheduled, that'll, that, it was our hope that that would allow people to prepare and get in their shuttle and everyone would be ready to play as opposed to, hey, let's go play the vault. Oh, I got to go change to my shuttle and then move my configuration around. And then that gave people, it was a missed opportunity for people to play, you know, spontaneously. So, so those were, those were some of the reasons. There's a lot of other reasons. And Dan talked about some of those again last week if people listened to tune into the previous show. So that being said, we understand that it, it's some people, well, a lot of people maybe don't, don't like don't like the strategy. And, and I just want to emphasize that there was a strategy involved in doing that. And, um, and, and in a lot of ways it works in, in, in a lot of, a lot of ways it worked. And, and we actually, you could see uh, numbers increase and you could see bumps and you could see, you could see uh, retention happen during certain key events. Um, but we also saw a lot of people not playing content that we wanted them to play. So going forward, we're going to try to improve that. And, um, without committing too much, I think in general, you're going to see gated contents be reduced or eliminated. So, um, I don't want to give away too specifics, but, you know, think, we're looking at things like, okay, the vault is always available, but if you play it anytime, you only get dilithium, but if you play it during the, during the event, you'll get the special, um, data chips. Um, or you'll get something, a bonus if you play during the special featured time to play. And so hopefully we can satisfy the people who 
who aren't able to play on those weird times can still enjoy the content and still get a reward, but we can still hopefully motivate people to to congregate during a certain time, to play something during a certain time. So that change is not an easy change, just, just from the work that has to be done, but we are looking at it at much of that changing for season six. So I think you'll see a lot of improvements that um, hopefully uh, will we'll make a lot of people happy in season six when it comes to gated content. Well, Mike C. Uh, 1013 wants to know if there's any plan to revamp the crystalline catastrophe. As crystalline it's catastrophe. Um, I don't have any specific plans. The answer is uh, there, there, there is a plan. A couple things we talked about. Uh, Jeremy Randall um, Bordicus, uh has has a has a has a has a plan of what he wants to do to redesign it. We also talked about when we were doing fleets. Let's let's have the crystalline. Let's take the crystalline entity out of the game and have the crystalline entity be something that attacks your starbase. So mm-hmm. maybe that hmm. will happen. Instead. That's cool. So so the answer That's is nice. yes. Um, and so, cause one of the things that happens with star bases is that you can, just like with the Borg red alerts, where all of a sudden you get a red alert and you gotta go fight that uh, giant, um, that giant Borg ship, that's, you'll have, if you're in a fleet, you'll get fleet alert, your fleet's under, your, your star base is under attack. And then everyone in the star base can come in to defend the base. Now, if you don't defend the base, your, your base doesn't blow up or anything. It's just, you don't get the rewards. We don't, you know, there's no, there's no penalty or you don't, you're, you don't have to repair your base because you didn't defend it or you weren't online. It's just, Boom, there's an alert and everyone comes in defensive base. And so we have various different things that will attack your base. And so one of the things we talked about doing was having the crystalline entity attack your base. We didn't do it with season six because it's such a special piece of, such a special critter that unlike having the Borg attack, we can really take that entire encounter template and clone it and say, okay, now we're going to have the Klingons will attack and now we'll have the Romulans attack or whoever. And so we don't have to rebuild the contents over and over again. Crystalline Entity would be a separate one we'd have to build from scratch. So we just didn't have the time to do it. Um, whether Crystalline intent, uh, Entity becomes just completely rebuilt as either uh, an event that can happen to anybody, like the current Borg Red Alert, or something that just attacks the Starbase, um, it's going to be one of those two. I always wanted the Crystalline Entity to just appear randomly. Oh, it's attacking Earth. Oh, it's attacking Vulcan. And it just kind of appears. And uh, and everyone has to show up to uh, to stop it. Along with that, though, as far as there's a lot of balance changes that has to happen to make that a little more doable, it's a, it's probably a little too hard. So, hmm. well, like now, uh, now, now, related to that space exploration and and bumping into odd things here and there, Suricata wanted to know if there's any word on an exploration revamp. Nothing in the immediate future. Just to keep it short and simple, yes, we talk about it all the time. How can we improve exploration? Make it feel a little less random and a little, 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 just a little better. I, I really would like to improve it, um, but uh, no, it's not on. It's it's not on the immediate schedule. It's it's it is one of those pieces of things that we really want to do, but I don't have an immediate date for that. Okay. Well, kind of related to that, uh, Drudge, you wanted to know. This is moving into the STFs. Um, any plan to expand the available STF missions? So, more simply put, any news on the Into the Hive STF and when they'll be able to expect it? There's there's actually a thread about Into the Hive um, on the forum. I noticed it's it's a popular question. Yeah, when we put Dan Griffiths on onto PvP, that put Into the Hive on 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 uh, on ice for a little bit right because he, he's he's it's it was a matter of where, where to put those resources so so un, unfortunately i uh, i can't make both uh both drudgy and uh and uh and who is the who is a, and uh who is the pvp question was it circada happy at the same time so it's uh 
one it, right now PVP is going to get the focus, and then once that is once once we're happy with that, that frees up time for Dan to get back into into the hive and complete the complete that STF. Very cool. Very cool. So other than a Savi refit and Vesta class, mm-hmm. is there anything not going into season six that you wanted to have included? Um, I never I'm said to, that. I'm trying to I never, trick you. I'm trying to trick you. I never More said shuttles? the sovereign wasn't. The, I never said the sovereign wasn't in Small season crap. six. But um, is there anything? Well, yes, there was a lot of things that that uh, we could talk about that all day. There's, I mean, I want to do. We wanted to do the crafting revamp. We wanted to do PvP. We wanted to do the. Um, the the department head system. Um, yeah. Well, what about was there anything on the table that had been discussed to be with season six that you know for some reason or another didn't make it? You know because you know gone are the days where you guys came onto the podcast or you know uh, a blog was made that had so many things in season for the next season and then something got tabled because it just there were there weren't the resources for it and that's understandable. So we don't know. We don't know what might have been on the table that ended up getting cut a, a, a week ago, a month ago, or so. You know, that, um, a week or a month ago. No, no, nothing, nothing that recent. Um, several months ago, when we had, you know, when we when we decided on the plan for season six, we we executed and everything that we wanted to put in is, is has gone in. I mean, I can't uh, I can't think of anything that kind of got that got cut along the way, like. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of new loot. There's a lot of new content. I think the what may no, we we decided we, we things we did decide to cut things, but we decided to cut things before we even started developing it. Like like there's no PvP with with uh, with star bases, and that's something that was part of the original design. But when we scoped it and decided, okay, here's the plan we're going forward. So it's okay, we don't have time for PvP. We want to do the PvP revamp first and make sure we can get all the systems working, and then once we have both a start a uh, a star based system and a PVP system, then we can marry them together later. But during during the uh, during the work along the way, no, every everything that we planned for got in. We just we we cut early instead of cu- cutting late. And and I think that's a really good um, that's a great acknowledgement of, of how strong our production team is as far as we we knew what we could do. Um, now. Every time we start one of these things, we have this huge plethora of ideas of things we want to do. And I've already mentioned some of them. We wanted to do crafting. We wanted to do PVP. We wanted to do the, the department head system. Other things that I wanted to do, which may or may not get into season seven as we're, as we're starting to schedule this is I want to do a, a trait revamp. I want, I want to do the trait, make the traits better. And I want to let people be able to respect their traits. Um, and I also want to do a kit revamp. I want. We've, I've talked about this before. I envision. I want kits to be so you have one kit slot per per rank. So you know, as an, as an admiral, you'd have uh, you'd have five kit slots, but each kit only has one ability, and so that way you can mix and match. I can take. I never use quick fix because I always like the the turret kit, but I like quick fix. But I so I'd like to have quick fi- quick fi- quick fix and a uh, a phaser turret and whatever. So that I would want people to be able to mix and match those, and then I probably would take like the uh, the Davidian cane and the orbital shard of possibilities and make that a kit instead of a device, because mm. I think devices should just I think devices should just be should just be consumables. That's what they always meant to be. So yeah. That way you could, not bad, not bad. But you'd have yeah. five slots now, and then you could kind of mix and match which ones you'd want to do. Um, That's cool. So because as a really tactic, I always take the grenade stuff, but there's I. But I really like, you know, I like target optics, right? And so you, sure. you know, think you can mix those. So I want people to mix those. So that's another big feature that I want to do. That also allows us, and and 
something that maybe the users don't always like to hear, but when we're building these things going forward, because we're a free-to-play game, we have to think about how we can monetize things. So that allows us to say, well, we can sell one little kit item, and people can then just use that and make it like a universal kit, and they can then, just like we sell consoles, right, nice. and ships. And it's like, oh, here's a little special power that you can set as a kit device, right? That's we cool. don't, We can't sell powers right now, right? I can't do that. We can't, we can't, uh, I can't, I can't make that a reward. I can't make, it's such a pain in the butt to make a reward because I don't want, I really got that, you know, that's got a really cool power on there, but I don't want to have to give up my, my turret and my force field dome and my medical generator. So that way, cause that doesn't have all the stuff I want. But if I just had one power, then I could just, I could just give up one of those. So we can give them as rewards and missions and we can, and then we can, and we can also monetize them. So I pay $60 for that. Exactly. <laughs> For one million dollars. I want that sound bite. That's my that's gonna be my my new my new alert on my iPhone. So Adrian's gotta send me that. I'll pay sixty dollars for that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, yes, I need that. I, I need that oh, ringtone. So 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 those are some of the things that that, uh, that we wanna do. And long term goal and we're getting closer now with both PvP and fleets is, you know, a territory control game. So um those but the back to the question, anything that got cut, really what cut cut was in the beginning, we decided, no, we're not going to do PVP. We're not going to do, we're not going to do crafting and we're not going to do, um, the, the, uh, um, department head systems. We're going to put all our resources into fleets and make the fleet system as awesome as we can. And once we made that decision, everything that we, that we wanted to do, um, made it, I guess, exception of the crystalline entity. So, so, but that was it. But it's everything's in there is what is what was planned. So Diogene Zero wanted to know about serious updates to the system that could include uh, more of like a 3D real feel to the inside of your ship. I think Di uh, Diogene Zero wants to know what the system's capable of and what it could be capable of if there's plans to go big, bigger with that. Um, this question came has, has been asked before, and mm -hmm. this question was even discussed when we first designed the game. Um, Short answer is it's uh, it's basically it's it's not I won't say impossible is nothing impossible because code code and code is magic and do all kinds of magical things, um, it, but it is not practical or reasonable to make to make that happen, and, and I don't even think it's a question of the engine. I just think it's a matter of uh, it's the way the game is structured and the way we the way we decide to build the game. When you enter your ship bridge, your starship disappears from space, and that's because you are one entity and it's not any different moving from one sector to another sector. Um, it would be it would be not any different than saying when I left Earth space dock, why can't I also be on on Ryza? You can't be in two locations at once, and we can't track that that, that information. So you being inside your starship is a completely different map that exists somewhere completely else, and that's where your entity is. And we can't have your entity also existing in space at the same time. It is outside the realm of our quantum mechanical skills to be able to bilocate you. What might be within the realm of possibility is when you're inside your ship and you're looking outside Deep Space Nine that we, you know, for every space location, we build a comparable fake ground location. There are some maps, there's some mm -hmm. missions that you are in a spaceship and you can look outside and you can see space stuff going on. You can see space battles. That's all faked. Um, the one thing you have to realize too, the scale of the ships aren't aren't to scale, right? A person who is six feet tall, when someone's six feet tall, those spa those spaceships aren't seven hundred meters long. They're only twenty feet tall. 
they're they're only a little bit bigger than and and once in a while you'll see a little uh i don't think this happens anymore but you'll see a person come beam into space instead of uh instead of their spaceship and you can see how 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 small the spaceships actually are the assets aren't built to scale if they were they would just be a tremendous polygon and 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 uh, material budget so that would just be wasted so when we have things like like inside earth space docks and you can see that giant odyssey ship that's a separate ship that's been rebuilt to fit into there and it's still not to scale there's a little bit of perspective magic going on there to make it look bigger than it is but it's really and so we'd have to rebuild every single asset to be to scale properly and when you're on the ground ships don't fly things don't work because certain powers are set to only work in space and only work or only work on the ground and there's gravity on the ground and there's no gravity in space so a lot of work would have to be done to make something like that happen the game is just it's just not set up that way and it's not practical to make that way and and you so know, maybe in uh, stove 2.0 <laughs> um maybe in maybe in stove 2.0 probably not <laughs> the game is 3D capable. Anybody with a 3D is, graphics card and monitor can play the game in 3D, correct? Not only is it 3D, not only, yes, if you have a 3D monitor, Star Trek yeah, was built talking, to work in pure 3D. 3D. Yes, well, at, you know, you can put in those the 3D glasses 3D. and the game is in real 3D. <laughs> the game, uh, I, I'm not sure if I understand this question saying that, uh, it is, it is the game. If you own a 3D monitor, this game looks amazing and it works in 3D. And it just, it, it's, uh, so, so get a 3D monitor and turn that on and put on your glasses because it was built from the beginning to support that. And that's great. The engine is true 3D. Um, I thought originally that he meant, why can't my ship fly upside down, right? And do barrel rolls and things like that. Uh, well, you know, that, that's, um, it could do that. But we opted to not do that simply to make the game more accessible to most people because although I love those games and I loved X Wing versus TIE Fighter and I and and, yeah. and all the and Descents and 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 uh, and all those three D space sims, I think it's uh I think that makes it that, that limits your market a little bit. It's hard. You can get very disoriented. Even now the way that even now with the three D and it is now, you watch a lot of newer players or less savvy players get really lost and confused managing that level of 3d even though it's uh it's true 3d we don't we keep everything flat on the plane and i'll throw out the ip the ip card and it's like you know that's how it was in the show you never saw two starships come up at different angles right they were always head on and when the ship was listed to the side it was broken right <laughs> uh so it's it's just i think it makes it a little bit more um accessible if when when we kind of lock things in that pl in in that plane so but it's, the engine is completely 3D capable. We've made a choice to not let you fly upside down and do those kind of rolls. But uh, getting, but being able to play from your bridge and seeing outside, not practical to nearly impossible. Well, we've got some uh, some Facebook questions, and uh, and thank you for ask, uh, answering the ones that we got from the forum. Um, the first one is from Keo1701. They wanted to really know if they'd ever have the ability to arrange their ships and their boss in another order other than the default alphabetical order. I can't speak for when things like this will change because this is UI and that that's really a different department yes, than, it is UI. than design. Um, but I do agree very much so. I never really 
consider too much about the alphabetical order, although that is the that is a, a a fair observation. I just don't like that all my ships just say USS and then I see the first three letters. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> the other thing too. I just want to get rid of the USS because yes. I know they're all USSs. Let's just get rid right, of that. Right. So I just want to see. I just want to see being able USS. to see your full ship yeah. name absolutely yeah. would be would be very helpful. So you remember what the last one was named? If you're going to add a one to the end of it, just to to I'd like, rename I'd like more, your ship. <laughs> I'd like more information there because I don't remember when I came, made myself my, my ship, the USS, you know, Yosemite. Was was that was that my sovereign or was that my defiant? I can't remember, right? So, yeah. um, so I, more I, letters. Great, I'd that'd like be great. To, I'd like to see. And then you could see, okay, we could say, you know, defiant class vessel or you know, sovereign class vessel or you know, escort refit or whatever. Yeah, what what type of ship it is and the full name uh, instead well, of like just to, the I, I, USS I, I, first three letters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that improved. Um, I I uh, I don't think that we realized when we first developed this game how how beloved. I mean, I think we knew, but I how I didn't. I don't think we really realized how much people would just love collecting starships and just mm -hmm. love having all their different setups and, and being able to sort through them. Setup is a big thing for, yeah. for, for me and a lot of people. And and as you mentioned, it sounds like you as well, because you'd like to be able to see the full name of your yeah. of your ship. So so, yeah. so I'd love to see that improved. And I think personally myself though, I I've got my my personal uh, mission to that to get the UI guys to do is I'd love to just improve the the bridge officer UI. Um particularly I I, I don't like the way we you have to train a bridge officer. Um and it gets very confusing because I've got my skill point bridge officer skill points on one tab and then you got to train them up on another tab and then you got to go back to your assignment your your excuse me your your uh, stations tab to get the bridge officer that has the power that you want to train to your bridge officer yeah so, collating so, that into one would be nice yeah that needs to come together a lot better yes. and i i want to also just get rid of the idea and here part of this is me just kind of talking out loud not nothing of this is scheduled this is stuff that that al wants to see and hopefully we get one day is uh, is I, I want to get rid of the ability that that uh, I want you to be able to buy technical journals right and so I have all of these powers. let's say I've, I've got I've got all of these technical journals or bridge officers or the only the skills that I as a captain have unlocked and then when I go to my bridge officer tab uh, that says their skills I can just click on it and there'll be a drop down of all the skills there that he can that he can trade out to so I don't have to go to the bridge so I don't have to go to the potential bridge officer and say, train my bridge officer and then go back and see what skills he has and go back and yeah. forth. It's just a drop down. These are all the ones available that yes. you can take the sky in. And, That's and a it just changes it, right? Great all idea. On one, all on one page. And and a better way to organize your boss. I love it. You know, boss and shifts by organizing them by sort by by career and, and or rank or what however it is that you want to sort them. All great ideas. I think I think uh I'd love UI, to see that. Yeah, I think our UI needs 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 some improvement there. And and I'd I'd love to see that. Like everything else, UI is a premium. Our UI guys are completely buried in just doing fleet UI right now, right? So um it's come up before and hopefully we can we can uh, maybe start spending some time improving that. Uh, maybe I can get some some momentum on it when we do department heads because then maybe we can kind of merge all of that into one new glorious UI. Uh, Beautiful. So maybe we can get the resources then. Here's to hoping. Yep. Sorry, un momento. Okay. Woody Valley. 
is there a foundry mission you played that you say oh is there a foundry mission you played that you say to yourself we need to hire that player after you played it um i think i say that every time i play a foundry mission so because <laughs> uh, i really just wish we kept having more and more resources and and we have actually brought out a couple people from that were that from that were great foundry authors I, i'm not going to say who they were um and and brought them out for interviews and, and um I, I don't think that we've 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 hired any at this point but we do keep bringing them out and i always encourage people if you're a foundry author and you're interested and we are hiring content designers so when you submit that resume to to include your foundry mission in there as well so that way we can we can review that uh, especially if you don't have a a, a thick resume um so yeah we, we've done that and i think every time we put up a featured foundry episode that's uh that we uh, that that we're getting and we're getting better at doing that. That's um, that we recognize that talent, and I would encourage that uh, any of those featured foundry uh, uh, um, authors to to uh, to apply. We we'd be very happy to uh, to consider that. It's not great featured foundry authors. Authors are not always great game designers. It doesn't always equate the same way, and 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 vice versa. But um, but it always, but a lot of them show some real talent there, and some, and so uh, we'd be happy to always, we're always happy to consider that. So Dark Light Zero Zero, um, he says, or she says, sorry, with all the new content, episodes, fleet, star bases, sectors, etc., coming out, what are the plans for small craft? We have to assume with the new way to choose a default small craft, there are going to be new content that involves them. Um. Quick answer. Um, yes, we're 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 working on uh, a, a new feature that will allow you to basically set a default small craft, so that way you don't have to switch to your go somewhere and switch to your small craft to enter, say, the vault uh, or whatever mission it is. You don't have to you don't have to switch to it. You'll just you'll have a default. Maybe we'll start you with a free uh, Type Eight that will already be your default shuttle, and um, and then you'll just. So you won't have to switch. So you just play and boom, you'll just automatically appear in that. And if you were to, and then we can have a mission that would just take you right from the small craft to your full craft without you having to switch craft and move things around. So yes, that is that is the feature that we are that we are building. Um, are is going to be new content to uh, for uh, for small craft? Of course, that we we are always building another small craft mission. I'm sure there'll probably be some in season seven. There aren't any in the uh, in the in the fleet system right now. We could. We could make a, a small craft fleet, fleet mission or fleet content. Um, there, there, they will always make more fleet, more small craft content. So I'm sure we'll see some in season seven. Pace W asking: Is there any plans to make ground weapons visible on our tunes when the weapons are not drawn, like having a phaser rifle carried on the back of the tune when it's not in use? Um, as a matter of fact, um. Our artists are 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 experimenting with that right now. So yes, there there are there are plans. It's it's not a small amount of work, but I've already seen some functioning, some functioning stuff. And now, yes, I was going to ask: Is it going to be like, all right, I changed my weapon and ooh, it appears, or is it going to be the like an animation where my character puts it on his back? Kind of kind of too early to say. But I'm going to guess that it's just going to appear because any animation is going to take to uh, to to put it on your back. It's just it, it's it. I I I doubt that will happen. I mean, what would probably happen is you know you have two weapons, you have primary and secondary, and whatever whatever primary weapon you have, 
when you're running around is, is in your hands. Um, but when you holster it, it then would just holster to your back. And when you, when you, when you unholster it, it just, you know, it would probably just appear in your hand because we would have to add frames. It would take long, longer time for you to pull that trigger to fire the button if it had to actually animate to pull off your back a little faster. I mean, it, will, it would just be a little slower. But basically, when you holster it, it'll be that your prime, your current active weapon would be on your back. So, um, I don't know when that will happen. I'm hoping it'll be sooner than later. But uh, there are a lot of problems that need to be resolved. Like, uh, what's it look like when you have one of those big kits that's that's hanging on your back, and uh, that that might take that that's going to clip through, and making sure that people can hide that if they don't want to see that. So, uh, some people may not want to see that. Um, so uh, I think I think the Ferengi whip already does that, right? Ferengi whip already appears on your side when if you've got it as your primary weapon and it's not in your hand. So the technology is there. It's really more a matter of just setting up all the data and all the art. From Keith Darren wants to know what are you looking forward to working on once you've pushed season six onto the holodeck and with Heretic leaving, what's the status of the DOF bases, you know, department head, all those systems for the future? Well, those sound like two um, pretty yeah, much we, related questions, so I'll tackle those one at a time. Um, okay. I think I, I think I pretty much uh, covered the covered first that. half yeah. as far as like things that we're looking forward to going uh, going forward. In, uh, um, you know, we have we we have a rough draft of what we want to do for season seven, and we've, we know some of the things that we're planning on releasing in between six and six and seven. Where a lot of it's going to be what once the fleets are out, how how uh, how it performs, how people. Um, react to it. Maybe there's something about it that we just really need to redo. We, you know, and and if and we will, we will if we have to. But hopefully, everyone's going to love it exactly the way it is. It'll be perfectly balanced, and then we can focus on uh, on the on season seven stuff. So those are the kind of things that you uh, and you can't really plan for. I and mean, we have big plans, and we know what we want to do in seven. We got an idea of what we want to do for eight. We got an idea of what we want to do for season nine. The further down you go, the more ambiguous it gets. And the more likely it's going to change as you move along and realize, oh, we have to redo all of this because this didn't work. Of course, um, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, as far as um, what's the status of duty officers and star bases and, and uh, well, department heads is, is a system that I designed, so I'm not too worried about that one. Um, so, so star bases and the duty officer system, neither one of them were Jeff Tuffley, uh, heretic, was was the main designer of those systems, but he wasn't the only one who worked on them. So we've got, I mean, it's uh, both um, Jeremy Randall has worked extensively in the duty officer system, and, um, and we have a, uh, another designer who, uh, who many of you don't know. Um, we've, we've called him Ensign Rowe. His, his, his name is Andrew Rowe, so I call him Ensign Rowe. And, uh, and he, he's really taken to the duty officer system. He did a lot of duty officer system work. As a matter of fact, I think it was Jeremy alone who did the, the, the current, uh, um, um, the current pack that's released right now with the, uh, the, the reinforcement duty officer pack. So pretty much all of that was done entirely by Jeremy, um, under the direction and design from, 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 uh, from Jeff. So, you know, I, I worked with Jeff for eight years or something, and he's a good friend, and I'm very sad to see him go. And, and you know, but, you know, this is a company like anything else, and people have career decisions to make, and, and they move on, and they, 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 they have things that they, they need to do. And, and I wish Jeff the, the very best. Um, as uh, it, was, it was Dan Stahl's um, idea to, uh, he came to me quietly and, and asked me to, 
to name the class of the 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 freighter to a toughly class freighter as a uh, uh, a thank you a memorial to all the work that Jeff has done to uh, to the game, and uh, so he's immortalized in the game. He already has a triple named after him, so now he also gets a whole starship named after him. Um, but it is a very much a duty officer, you know, type ship. It's it's very it's a really good community based. Uh, ship for for trading and 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 crafting and all and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, Jeff's departure wasn't particularly sudden for us, although it may have seemed sudden for the users. We had you know talked about it for a very long time. When someone of that caliber um, it, it may, uh, it has decided to go, there's there's a lot of thought and effort and and uh, especially with someone with with Jeff with with uh, the integrity he has that we knew long ahead of time and had been planning on this on uh, on this transfer and uh star bases will largely be picked up by now by uh by our very own Jesse Jesse Heinig and so he's doing um you know the the, the entire structure of everything for star bases are done uh, a lot of bugs need to be worked out and a lot of tuning needs to be worked out and a lot of math and and Jesse is really good at, at math. Um, a lot of people don't know it, but Jesse actually has two brains. He's got one regular brain, and he's got a separate math brain that actually <laughs> does all this math, and it works in four dimensions or something. So he's going to be just fine uh, at, at, at uh, absorbing that math and, uh, and, and, and doing any balances and tweaks uh, over the next few weeks and a few months. Um, so he, um, I mean, Jesse did, re did the entire economy system for... For Star Trek, if people don't know, he, um, you know, he did. You know, he's one of our content designers, but he's our big math gun, and uh, he, uh, so he did, you know, the entire dilithium system and all the math associated with that. Uh, all the economies got. I think he's got a degree in economics. So, um, so he, uh, so he'll be, he'll be, he'll be holding the fort with that, and, um, and, 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 and that'll be, that'll be in good hands. Lastly, we have the. Uh... It's a big topic one, the KDF content concerns that are out there over getting more KDF-centric content into the game. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, it sounds like this question comes up every time one of us comes onto the show. Yeah, when yes, it yes. It's important, content? though. You know. Sure and, and there was concern since our last interview with, uh, with, with Dan. Still, some people were asking if, if he was saying that KDF-centric is going away, but or if, or if you know, there are some misunderstandings, I think. I, I think it's just brought about by uncertainty still from the community, and maybe there's any well, anyway, any clarification you can give us or any thoughts. I I'm not sure if I can give any clarification. I'm not sure where where what what might be the 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 confusion. Um, you know, we we uh, certainly don't have any plans to not support Klingons or not continue to give them give them give them stuff, whether it's ships or or content. You know, we we uh, I'm I'm fairly certain that they will not. Be receiving content as often as general content. Um, I don't think we've made any Starfleet-only content that I can recall. So the content is always playable from both sides. And the last content that was faction-specific was a Klingon piece of content. So um, I can't remember the last time we made a Federation-only piece of content. So if anything, the the, the, the KDF, um, although admittedly, you know, they don't have any, you know, they have less content overall. Um, they, uh, they certainly haven't been forgotten every time we create something new. And no, there, there is no, nothing on the schedule immediately to make content for 1 to 20. 
And the bottom line is that most Klingon players aren't level 20 anymore. They're level 50. And so if we're going to make content for the game, we, we want to focus it on at, uh, at end game content for everyone. That's where most players are. And that's, and that's where we need most of our content. That's maybe where some of the, maybe there was some confusion there, but we really want to, uh, you know, retention and replayability in end game is what's really important right now. So, um, that's yeah, where we're that focusing for both for for both factions. That's where we're focusing. It wouldn't wouldn't make sense to make levels one through twenty content at this time, um, sure. when we're such when there's so much endgame content that still needs to be made. Um, I don't think it would motivate people to re-roll their Klingons. Yeah. So, um, but I do. I you know, Perfect World and Cryptic and myself would love to see the hap to have a full full size uh you know complete robust faction of levels with just as much content for both sides. I don't anticipate that happening anytime soon. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up the interview. Um, was there anything else you would like to share with us? Uh, any dreams, wishes, uh, thoughts on this season, the next one? Come on, Al. What do you want to argue with me about? Let's go. <laughs> what do I want to argue about? <laughs> All right. Kid gloves are off now. Um, no, I, I think that we, we covered a lot of things that I want to cover. I mean, uh, I think the last question was a little bit also asking a little bit about, you know, Klingon ships and, and we, we still make Klingon ships. There's going to be lots of Klingon ships coming out for fleets. We'll, we can talk about that, um, a little bit later. And, um, as far as when we, when we talk more about, uh, more about ships, uh, uh later, we can, so I think, yeah. uh, players will have lots of, uh, have lots of news for, for Klingon ships coming out. Yes. But, um, but I think we basically we we cover we we covered everything. If there's there's a if there's any, I I anticipated more questions about fleets, and uh, you know there are marks. more questions. There are more questions about fleets and ships and things like that. Um, we we will be uh, handing those off to you and James to discuss on part two. Okay, so we can cover fleets and ships uh, at at. Uh, at the next next time yes, we meet. So yeah, that was about of- the only thing that I wanted to make sure if anyone had any questions I could clarify, particularly about um, just how they work and and uh, the uh, fleet merits, fleet marks versus, now, now, now Dan's got me saying fleet merits. It's not fleet merits. His last interview, he kept saying fleet merits. Let's be clear. It's fleet marks okay. and fleet credits. Okay. So, so marks are like, are like commodities. They're just things that you get, collect, and then turn them in. The, the fleet credits, like energy credits, are what you spend in fleet stores. So, so, so it's and, not and, that. And only fleet stores. And only fleet stores. And why another currency? Because if we did that, then everyone with dilithium could just go and buy everything and not have to earn right. it. Right. So the stuff you you have to you have to get you have to earn stuff from doing fleet stuff in order to get all the loot and starships and and uniforms and and guns and and all the new space weapons and everything is a whole new set of gear that's fleet gear there's even a whole new quality color it's gone it's white yellow, uh, white uh, green blue purple and now starfleet all fleet gear is ultraviolet it's a whole new color so it's a whole new quality level that you'll Will get that be popping out more on my 3D monitor um, <laughs> we want a 3D, 3D, uh, 3D little pog around there. Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I know. I know. Everyone's looking forward to the special uh, shipyard uh, segment for the uh, our part two with you. That will be with our host James and you. That goes out Friday. So even though you're you're meeting this weekend, people will be able to hear that on Friday. Have yes. you um Have you guys thought about doing a video introduction for the uh, for the star bases? It's been uh, a while since you guys have done any sort of video. Yeah, um, out of my hands. 
Okay. I, I I'd love to I'd love to see that, but those are those are kind of things that happen over in the mark marketing department and the the video department, which is a whole nother bunch of other people, which we're, we're we we let them worry about that. Um, so I'd love to I'd love to see a new video every time I release a new ship and see the Odyssey separate in three different pieces, but it doesn't doesn't always happen. There's it's a, so so um, I don't know I don't know if it's like. That. Plans, but I, I'm not privy to that. Sorry. I do have one ship question. You okay, got so it. So I understand that the the Vesta, one of the reasons it's not in game yet, is because of rights and all that jazz. But you do have rights to the Savi. So when can we expect a new Savi refit? <laughs> um, to to speak for the Vesta first, um, think things are moving along quite well. So it's not it's it's not set in stone, but you know, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, you know, it's 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 lawyers and legals and paperwork and 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 that kind of stuff. Um, as Dan mentioned, you know, it's it's we don't we, it's we don't have rights to that. Mark Mark Red, Red God, I can never say his name. Rademacher Rademacher, yeah, Rademacher. Um, owns the rights, and so we're 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 uh, we're in final negotiations for that, and hopefully that shall be resolved soon. Um, Sovereign, um, you should be seeing the uh, a a uh, assault cruiser refit very soon. Now, when you say very soon, <laughs> when you say special, so. <laughs> okay. um, season six, you'll you'll probably see it within season six. Okay, but uh, from, some, sometimes those changes. It's, it's you know, there's a lot of ships that people you know that, that people want, and everything. There's a lot of ones that that are just important to them. I mean, the the tier five Akira. Was something that people really wanted. We hadn't seen an escort in a while. We released it. Everyone loved it. And then I started getting messages. What am I going to get my ambassador? Why didn't I get my my my? Why didn't I get my sovereign? Why didn't I get? When's the Andorian ship you promised? As well, I can't give you all of them all the time. But I can promise you that those ships I just mentioned—the Vesta, the Sovereign, the Ambassador, the the Andorian ships—are all. They're all on the schedule. And they are all in one stage or another of being developed, and you will see them all. Do you still intend to make the Vesta a science ship? I do intend to make the Vesta a science ship, unless someone can give me an argument otherwise. All right, maybe I'll yeah. let James do that. I'll let James make that argument. You you, you don't want to, is that is that you, you don't want to be? Uh, it's kind of close, right? Is it a is it a science vessel or is it a cruiser? Um, the only reason, the main reason I would not make it a cruiser is because I think we have enough cruisers. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's, that's the main reason. Uh, but so she's a tough little ship though. Yeah. But so is a, so is a, so is a deep space science vessel. So. All right. All right. Well, I'll, like I said, I'll let you and James hash that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I think if James would have his way, it'd be tactical, a complete tactical onslaught. But okay. yeah, but you read the book and it's like, it's the God ship, right? Yeah. It's, it's the best mm -hmm. tactical science vessel cruiser. Yeah. Uh, multi, what is it called? It multi-purpose, uh, just Borg slaying, just <laughs> flip streamed or flying, cannon wielding, quantum. Just, yep. uh, yeah. So it won't be that good. Okay. But it'll be good. So. Well, I, I think that wraps up the interview. I think it does. Al, thank you so much for joining yes. us on this episode. We very much appreciate your time and all the discussions and conversations and tidbits of information that you've offered. You're, yes. you're very welcome. I, you. I very much always enjoy it. I hope to come on again really soon. And, and thank you to everyone for the wonderful questions that you sent us. Uh, and we hope that we were able to satisfy the masses. Uh, please send more questions if you feel like something wasn't covered, you want to know, we'll be, be happy to send them Al's way. 
Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And our first piece of feedback comes from the Stowe forums. Uh, we'd like to thank all those who left feedback uh, before the site conversion. Thank you very much. Um, I'm sorry, we did lose uh, one or two of the names uh, due to that conversion, but uh, you'll know who you are. So, Our first one comes from Archived Poster Number 1, uh, and it says, Thanks to Priority One for at least asking about the KDF. No problem. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Uh, we do have a Klingon fleet. We do have Klingon players. And so we, we are KDR, uh, KDF lovers, rather, so... Absolutely. Arch Nemesis Post. Is that the whole name? Arch Nemesis Post? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe Alex was having fun. He was giving everybody um, their own arch names. Archie Posterior. Yeah. Oh, because of Ar- archive. archive names. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> the real names didn't show okay. up. <laughs> uh, so I think all of these are... Uh, these so are cool. Archive Poster uh, number two, Arch Nemesis Post. Uh, <laughs> P1. You're sure to open up a can of frequencies saying the executive producer stalled your computer. But um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love I love our, our our lovely word accidents that happen. Archie posterior. What is Alex making us say? <laughs> Archive poster number three. Archie Ar- 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 <laughs> Ar- Ar- posterior, aka Archive poster number three says the Vesta. Just a matter of time before announcement. This pleases me greatly. Oh yes, it does as well for us. What, so what did he? What did he say about the Vesta? Since I wasn't there and I haven't been able uh, to hear the show yet because ba- the site was down. Basically, it, it's he coming said up. It's, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time now. It's they, happening. They've secured the rights, I believe. So now they're just um, working out the details. Okay, because I talked to Mark Redemaker the other day. Uh, I tweeted with him and, and I asked him about it, and he said. You'll hear something soon, I'm sure. And that was all I got. And I was like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay, so Archibald Postington. Oh, boy. (laughs) Is that not English? Archibald? Archibald? Yeah. Oh, my God. Postington. Archibald Postington. (laughs) I presume. (laughs) That's very uh, very English, Alex. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, Let's see here. It says, uh, as always, P1 brings... The best Stowe news and info, along with the funnies. Loving the new website. Keep up the awesome job. The interview with Mr. Stahl was awesome and gave some good and bad news to my ears. Truth. <laughs> but it was wonderful having him on. Absolutely. That's anytime we can talk with Dan, even it's just, it's just great. You know, you always learn something. Uh, maybe not what you want all the time, but you always learn something. <laughs> Appway posts, I love this podcast. Word. <laughs> a man of few words, words, but good words. Good, good solid words. words. <laughs> oh, no. The poster formerly known as Roach. <laughs> oh, Roach. <laughs> Roach. <laughs> yes. Ew, garg. I love oh, you. You have, garg. To, get, you, you have to get your yellow beard uh, avatar up as soon as possible again. I, I miss my yellow beard. I know. I know. I miss my, my, my pirate yellow beard. Seriously. So, yes, the poster formerly known as Roach, thanks to our, our the archived poster stuff that I grumbled about earlier. So, the phrase, there will be new KDF content, it just won't be KDF exclusive, is dumb as stumps. The game already has shown that if it's not KDF exclusive for the KDF, then it's Fed-centric and makes little sense for the KDF. I I agree. Now, here's the thing. I know Stahl is a big KDF person. 
Um, what he's able to do with the company, I don't know. I think he's got limitations and things. Um, I'm not, as far as that quote goes, there'll be new KDF content. It just won't be KDF exclusive. I don't know. Cause it's like, uh, now that I'm, I'm like, I'm hearing it again out of context. I'm trying to remember how it sat in the conversation, but, um, I know that they're going to be developing as Stahl said, more KDF content, uh, for the higher level. So, and that was like exclusive KDF stuff with its own extra even costumes and things like that that are going to be coming up. That's what he talked about. But uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember where. Do you guys remember about that? I'm really, I'm really, really feeling that maybe they need to start working on the Romulan faction. And I know a lot of people would say that's crazy. They haven't well, even. There's finished a lot the... of things that need to be beefed up. Though, well, too, but in addition, I know. To just, to the, I... In addition to what you're saying, I agree. Well, but you know what I'm saying? It's because. Everyone's like, you know, well, okay, that's crazy because they need to finish the Klingon faction first. But here's the thing. You know, they always bring up the fact that the Klingon faction is very small. I mean, for the amount of players in the game, it's like a tiny fraction of people that actually play on KDF. Yes. And there and, would be and, more if they put more into it, but it's still possibly, compared to the Fed. Possibly. The Fed will just always be more. He, he, yeah, did, bring it, up the, he did bring up the point that even, like, if you if you take a cross-section of people at, at conventions, it's about the of, of the number of people who show up dressed as something from right. the Star Trek universe, it's about the same percentage of folks there dressed as a Klingon as right. you get in-game yeah. playing a Klingon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, well, but, but I, I think... He also made I, I just honestly believe that's... that the Romulan faction would be more popular, and I think they would see better results in higher player base on a Romulan faction, but not honestly, than they KDF do the Klingon. dresses up, though, as a Klingon at conventions. That's another point that was made by one of the, the KDF community members on the forum. He said, yeah, you, they don't always dress up as Klingons, but that doesn't mean they're not representing. But still, Fed is the big, you know... It is Fed centric. The like someone jokes saying that we should name rename Stowe Starfleet Online instead, right. and and I understand that. And I, I I'm not saying that's the way it should go, but I totally agree. I understand what they're saying. But um, that's what Star Trek is. Star Trek is it's Fed centric. Star it's Fed centric. I mean yeah. that's what it, the show's made around the Federation. But it's not made around the Klingon content, Empire, like Romulan and and just and beefed up the stuff they had. It doesn't have to be totally 100 percent complete, but just like beefing it up, putting a lot more into it. And and including the stuff Stahl said, but you know, so building on that. Yeah, um, the level one through twenty thing would be big. It, at least yeah. to clean it up and get some of the bugs out, because so a lot of that was built like really old missions. So cleaning it up would be cool. Maybe up in the reward, or just I don't know, or at least cleaning it up. Because I know I I played it not that long ago. At least it feels like not that long ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of messy. There's some things that are overpowered, some map waypoints that aren't there that should be there. Uh, Some of the missions are a little confusing, a lot confusing. Um, So, but I would definitely like more content for the higher level. Absolutely. More story, more um, adventures, things to do. Um, And fleshing it out more, more costumes, more armor. Uh, Armor, armor. You know, but... It, they've got to adjust a lot of things, too, because I know the costume department is working on stuff, and what happens is that they'll build something, but then you know how you can change the size, the height, the the face, the head, everything of your character? So all the costumes have to be scaled so that they can shrink right. and grow with that. Like the hair doesn't well, get lost in the armor, all glitchy-like, or, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Like suddenly you have, like, sideburns that are half-appearing because you made the cheekbones kind of big. Um, well, we're, we're getting off. So, we're getting off track yeah, here. Yeah, we get, true, we true, get true, 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 true. We're in feedback. Anyway, we're in feedback. <laughs> Romulans, Romulans, yes, absolutely. They need to be yeah. in there. I, I just I think agree. it would might be an interesting experiment for them. 
to see if think, the number if the numbers are better on a Romulan faction. That's a, that's all I'm saying. I don't I don't yeah, know we, with, we it, with, with it with it added. I think that would definitely draw more people over. I would love to see the Romulans at least come in in the near term, like the Tuffley freighter. I just, oh, that would be yeah, outstanding. I, I'd be down mm. for that. Yeah, I, sure I want Romulans I want a Valdor class starship. You know. Yeah. Or I think it's actually called like a, a mall Deer guy. Or, or, no, Deerdex mm-hmm. is the, uh, That's the, big, the one. big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I want the one from Nemesis. The, the, it's not Yo, the Valdor right. class. Oh, it's yeah. like the, the Mo guy or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember, but I just call it the Valdor. Anyway, uh, right. our next piece of feedback comes from Twitter at MidnightShadow7 says, Yay! One of my questions for Dan's dog got asked on this week's show. <laughs> the rest being people who helped test out the site if it was up, down. Uh, we also like to thank all of our Twitter followers for helping us out with the site. Make sure and get over and uh, and uh, try and crash it again. Um, you yeah. know, because we we really want to yeah. want to break proof this thing. So yeah, break uh, feel it. Fr- Come in and break it. Don't hack it. Yeah, feel free it. to uh, <laughs> kind of crack it. <laughs> feel free to to just try and do anything you can to break it because. It, it makes Elijah's nights really long, and I get <laughs> I, I derive pleasure from that. Um, so so go ahead and just just break it as often as you yeah, can. Yeah, thank, thanks to everyone who acted as our ad hoc uh, QA department for for our, our launch of the website because that yep. was that was great. Yeah, that, a lot that of was really helpful. Went to it. Yeah. Yep, thank it, you. It was kind of it's kind of cool though. I mean, the reason that it went down was because we had so many people suddenly come on to listen to the show which then the website hosting company was like hey that can't be real they can't be that cool we're gonna shut this down it's got to be spamming and we're like yeah no. and, and, and uh a big uh personal thank you to our facebook followers big as time. well who oh, yeah. uh who really Seriously. helped out uh with the communications while that was down and and uh letting others know and letting us know um yep. when it went down so thank you very much to all you guys yeah big thank you uh, in email, we have from I'm I'm it's spelled J U E N from Yoon uh, via email at Priority One Podcast. Hello, first of all, nice new intro, love it, yay! Thank you, we love it too. Uh, second of all, I have a bug that people might know or might not. Anyway, I can't delete my ships, officers, or people. Anyone able to help? Went out. Anyone mm. able to help went out? Does that, you know. Uh, you and <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, shoot up a comment on our, our website if you Absolutely. know what's up with that. Um, if that's something that other people are experiencing or maybe you know what that bug might be so that they can handle that. Maybe it's not something that can be done or it's done in a different way. So let us know. All right. We also got an email from, uh, I think it's Joachim. Um, uh, a, uh, he titles it Swedish guy. Um I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but uh, basically, let's see. He posted on the forum, so you can find this in there. But um, he he's basically saying, other than, Hi, guys. Great show. Love you. With the recent changes to the Stowe webpage, I guess you are flooded by mails like this. Just want to get my voice heard. So uh, he did post in the official thread there, um, which is basically his, his uh, rather passionate um, response to trying to buy C points and finally giving up because it was so difficult, just like uh just like Adrienne had had mentioned there. So um we'll put a link up so that, that you can you can get to these threads and check them out. But uh I do wanna to give a shout out to Joachim for sending this in. Um Swedish guy, thank you. We feel your pain. We got another email from Mike Edwards. Uh that's at 
LT dot Edwards. Uh, Lieutenant Edwards. Yeah, mm -hmm. there you go. I know, I know. Just because I ain't in your ranks don't mean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I just want to make sure I spelled it out in case someone wanted to contact him. All right. He says, hey there, great show and a fantastic interview with Distal. I'm thrilled that he answered my question and revealed so much awesome things about future Stowe content. Well, time to get back to grinding stuff for the fleet, Starbase. See you in space and keep up the great work. Thanks, Mike. Looking forward to fleet Starbase stuff. Yes. Indeed. Yes. I'm very excited for that. I hope my forum account is functional by then. Well, that wraps up feedback. Let's uh, head on into closing. Well, that wraps up episode 86. Don't forget to join us on live stream every Thursday evening around 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check us out on Twitter via at StowPriority1 for showtimes. We've been getting some amazing feedback, and we play much better to a live audience. We guarantee we'll bring the funny. Keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our brand new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, and Facebook. While you eagerly await ARC 2 adventures, be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. We are looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and field notes and general show improvements and additions. You can submit your ideas and questions with our online forum at, on the new Priority One website, www.PriorityOnePodcast.com, via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, Facebook, or Twitter. Don't forget, at the end of the month, we will be sending your field notes directly to Cryptic for them to review. We put our face on a book. We're on Facebook. Head on over. Check us out. Facebook.com slash priority one podcast and say what are you guys doing your website's down your website's down <laughs> to have your foundry missions featured on the show send in the name of your mission a brief description and your at handle to incoming at priority one podcast.com or use our online submission form at our new website www.priorityonepodcast.com we'll personally test out your mission and review it on the air and just to add to that, we have about four awesome submissions, and we're going to be reviewing uh, the first of them. That's going to show up very, very soon, so keep your ears open. Yeah, in the past, I want to add quickly, in the, in the past, uh, we've been really trying to set up a time where we can do a, a mission playthrough with the mission author. We just, uh, that, that kind of, the, the, I think what the, the, the author of the mission can bring to it is just really fantastic. So if you have put it out there or if you're going to send one to us, please let us know in the message if you're willing to go on air and do a, a playthrough of the mission with, with our hosts. We would like to thank our guest lead designer, Al Rivera, for joining us. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan, for also joining us as a temporary host tonight. Yay! Our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood. Our audio engineer and third host, Adrian Grady. Our composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thank you, sir. Your music is incredible. Amazing! Cheers. Special thanks to our sponsors, Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Hollow Suite Magazine, and of course... The Stowe community without you, none of this would be that fun at all or possible. I also want to remind you to tune in later this week for my supplemental with Al Rivera, where we will be covering ships, ships, and nothing but ships. That's right, we're doing a special supplemental shipyard. It'll be one-on-one -on -one with me and Al Rivera, and we're going to get deep, dirty into everything that is ships and what is coming for those in the near future. So all those questions you got about plus one sovereigns and Vestas, and where's my Andorian, where's my ambassador, where's my new bird of prey, 
All those questions and more, they're coming to the table this week. So tune in. Well, well. <laughs> yeah, you guys do the it's that time thing. Oh yeah, because oh, we don't have Elijah. So you have to say, you have to say, you have to say. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Wunderbar. Okay, let's do it. P1, you're assured... <laughs> I'm turning into Elijah here at the end of the show. <laughs> the Highlander Isn't it fish. a week for technical difficulties? Yeah, crashing site, crashing forum, crashing everything. team speak. Crashing Golly everything. Gee. If I had a car, I probably would have crashed that. I mean, Gets I my goose. What? <laughs> Where did that <laughs> get my goose? Well, it's an old-timey saying. It gets my goose. Old-timey is right. There is. Come on, man. I can make it hip again. We're bringing back the get my goose thing, because of all of them, that's the one we picked. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we're, bringing it, we're bringing it. We're taking it Look, back. I have a... All right. Next is season six, dev blog number second. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number chicken dinner. James, priority one, closing, send, send. There you go. Boom, got it. Sweet. Alrighty. <laughs> you're all like, <laughs> yes, we are that. looking for. We're gonna do it with the things and the, the, the things and the field notes. It's a thing. Copy. And paste. Ah, no, not that window. So, compose, paste, James, feedback, send. All right, I sent you. I sent it to you. Thank you. I think you said long live and prosper. Did I? Did. I did. Why did I do that? Why did I do Yoda? I don't know. I Yoda the Star Trek. I feel like being the wrong IP this week. Yes. Engage. You sound a little unsure. Yeah, you're like maybe engage. I'm not like upward inflection. Engage if it's right. Is it the right thing to do? If you have the time to engage, could you? Wee! All right. And we wish him all. I love it. Re-email it. <laughs> We're making miserable things for James. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Just re re-email it. Design it. Uh, Rivera. I'll add that in. I'm going to copy-paste. And and maybe uh, when you... when you. Okay. I was all about it. I was ready to fly. Awesome. Okay, just sent you an email. Ta-da! Yay! Super fast tech. What's up? Got it. I know. The fact that we live in the future. I hope my forum account is functional by then. 
<laughs> don't tell the ladies that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Tell oh, you the ladies, <laughs> we're hoping. <laughs> hey, easy. Edit. Creepy sound. Edit. Edit. Oh my gosh! Gag me with a bat less.